Schmidt. We have our celebrity. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jack Black has graciously agreed to do the telethon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Where is he? In the trap. Get out of here. You, you kidnapped Jack Black? That's illegal. But, Comet, what's more illegal? Briefly inconveniencing Jack Black or destroying the Muppets? Kidnapping Jack Black, Fozzie? Comet, listen. Whatever I may think of you right now, these guys are counting on you. You inspire them. What, to, to kidnap people? To work together. To kidnap people? Mr. the Frog, we all agreed a celebrity is not a people. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Everything is perfect. It's falling into place. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life's a happy song. And there's someone by my side to sing along. And walk a walk a walk a walk a walk out of the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's the best film ever show. It's the best film ever show. Woo! Ah, my name's Ian. Hi, my name's Liam. <laughs> and I'm George. Right? Hey, hey, no, uh, Ethan. He's uh, oh. freaking out that he can't he can't perform. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a reference in the film, but it sounded different when I, when I phrased it to Ethan. Um, so now he's off on a birthday trip to London. Oh, you muppet. <laughs> is he a man or is he a muppet? Uh, we'll, we'll answer that later. Um, so it's the three of us. Who didn't we have last week? Liam. We did a couple of weeks for you, hasn't yeah, it? It is, yeah. My sister reached out. Oh, did she? She went, why isn't Liam on the pod anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Left. So there we go. Yeah, he said, yeah, he's just he's just not. <laughs> so he was uh, he was fed today, if nothing else. I've got onto a better podcast. <laughs> uh oh! Mm-hmm. Do I need to t- hit the record button? I didn't. So be- have be- this conversation best film, best film ever, ever podcast. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best Start film ever. Must be, <laughs> must be, must be Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Me, George, and Ethan uh, host it. What? <laughs> yeah, it's actually called Best Film Everest, oh, and we I only see. do films based on mountains. You, your new podcast is is to this with the Muppets are of the Muppets. No, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm Kermit. <laughs> I'm Miss Piggy. Hi! Yeah, you probably are Miss Piggy. Um, what does that say about us? <laughs> That's funny. All right. In all serious, no, we're all good. We're all good. All right. Uh, so welcome to episode number 134 on The Muppets, the 2011 version Woo! of The Muppets. Do you know I've never seen this before? Had you not? No, 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 no. Oh, you've still not seen all of it. No, it's Mana Mana. <laughs> <laughs> You're so quick. Oh, all right. um, let's talk about where we charted, and then I want to hear more about this lack of Muppet in your life. Um, we've got, we charted this week in Great Britain, in Canada, Ta-da. in Australia, Ta-da. in South Korea, in India, in Pakistan, and number 27 in the Netherlands. Oh, very nice, very nice. Talking of Australia, did anybody watch the very last episode of Neighbours? No, no. I saw about it. There was a face went back, didn't she? I saw an episode. What I think was a, a TikTok, but you know how they show like TikToks on like Facebook now. Oh, okay. So that's how I found it. I'm, not, I'm, uh, I'm way okay. too old to get the TikTok, but I think they show like the entirety of it. She didn't say a word. Did she not? No, apparently no. she just goes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason Donovan won't shut up. <laughs> I'll tell you what. They look very connected. Oh, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup. Would you not? No, uh, her sure. She looks different as but well. But it's only now. when I saw her and I went, oh, that must be him because, oh, okay. because he's approaching her. 
Ah. Charlene. <laughs> Probably rubbish accent. That was like that was. East London. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, funny, well, we're going to London too. Yeah. We are. We're going to go on a bit of a podcast trip. Ethan, just like today, Ethan may or may not be with us. <laughs> but we're going to be in London on Thursday. So uh, pay attention to the BFE Twitter. We'll probably just send some pictures out. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll bring a couple of stickers with us just Ooh, in case. Stick them in random places. You've got them. Oh, I have. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at you here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring the stickers. Bring he, the stickers. He's going to show up and go, oh, I forgot the oh, stickers. No, nope. nope, I'm going to bring them. Still waiting for that record. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just you, for the record. I don't think you ever sent the sticker, those stickers to my sister, did you? Did you give me the address? Oh, like twice. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I need the three times at least. All right, there we go. They'll, they'll get it, Kirsty, I promise. There we go. So, because there's some people who wanted to, to get those stickers, and one of them he used to sound. He's probably, he's probably well, anyway, let's play this. Is this Uncle Ian's podcast? That's how he sounded when we promised him the stickers. <laughs> I bet you now it'd be like, is that Uncle Ian's podcast? Hey, where's my stickers? <laughs> <laughs> I want them on my car. <laughs> let's, uh, let's give a big shout out to, uh, our Patreon backers Woo! who, uh, who Woo! warm, who warm our hearts. And that would be Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Katie McRae, and Sidian Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle, Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Cheesy, with a fish on a bike. And welcome, 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 welcome to Holly, the newest Patreon backer. Holly, 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 Holly. Woo, woo, woo. Deck the halls with boughs of Holly. Manamanamana, manamanana. It's Hollywood. Please don't cancel your membership now. No, thank you very much. Again, it's always, it's always this, this, this thing whenever, um, someone, goes yeah i see value in that yeah it's always humbling i think george very and i very humbling we're at rehearsal just come back from rehearsal or something like that yep and you get the ping no what's up, she went, oh, what's up? someone new on the patreon <laughs> oh and 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 i don't think holly i don't, th- I don't think he really tweeted anything right okay. once that was done then, then holly did start tweeting Ah, <laughs> so uh yeah it was uh it, it was it's lovely to see thank you very much yeah thank you uh let's move on to some reflections and corrections because our first big thank you should be to reverend bruce for joining us last week yeah, yeah because reverend bruce, bruce brought I, I really liked the town i thought it was a great favorite city no, i'd like it though wanna? Uh, I, th- I think you would I think there's one there's one plot point we probably should talk about Oh, okay. yeah, but we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I really liked it, but I like all those gritty Boston based kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah same. such is. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, go figures. But, 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 <laughs> I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Conversation oh, yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh. And I didn't give it a zero. So, you know, uh, progress. I'm going to hit a button. There's a mistake. I think yeah, it was one's on me. George is pointing at me the whole time. <laughs> it says Georgia is right. The other, all in caps. Thanks, Josh. The others is a Nicole Kidman movie about ghosts. Ian, you were thinking of the hours, oh. which she won her Oscar for, and yeah. that has plagued me for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, the hours is where she has the nose. The others is about you know other sides of the yeah. dead people. <laughs> Josh, my next favorite movie again says Bruce might find this all interesting. My local minor league baseball team is the farm system for the Red Sox, and they have their own little monster. 
So, because it was, the big, it was yeah. the big monster. So it was oh. a little monster. Uh, Chris Peterson said, enjoyed listening to Reverend Bruce on this film, even though I hadn't seen it. We'll have to add it to my watch list uh, and get around to watching it. Sounds like something I will enjoy. I think you would. I think you would. Um, There's a town on it. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Okay, my jokes don't hit as well as yours. No, it's pretty good. Uh, Reverend Bruce says, uh, "You just something I want to say. Dunkin' Donuts has rebranded to Dunkin'. And yeah, I did say Dunkin' Donuts uh, last. I did know it, but they'd rebranded, but I'm playing to a global audience here, man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. I was trying to go with that, but no, he's 100% right. They did rebrand to Dunkin' in the same way that Kentucky Fried Chicken just become KFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't, we don't mention what the acronym is for. No, no, no. So Dunkin' Donuts suggested to Donut Shop. Dunkin' suggests it's a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. yeah well still not removing yourself from your past mm-hmm. it's a good little bit of corporate marketing it wasn't a bad choice um it'd be like if pizza hut just went the hut the hut hit the hut yeah <laughs> watch them do it now <laughs> i had this great idea it just came to me boss really yeah what's that podcast you listen to <laughs> nothing important definitely nothing to do with this conversation. don't listen to it um, I guess got to mention here if it says Carlo in the movie loop. Give him a listen. Probably something I'm supposed to be in the shout outs, but why not say it now? Give Carlo a listen. Hey, Carlo is great. Carlo was with me just the other day to do. Oh, what were we doing? I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh, Blade Runner. Because I wasn't there. Good episode. Ooh, Good Blade episode, Blade Runner. I've seen things. Not because I wasn't wouldn't. there. He did. He did. I thought he was a Liam replicant. Uh-huh. He's doing all your stuff. Cool. Much better than Ethan did. I got to be honest with you. Ethan oh, tried to do some of it like last week or the week before. I was like, poor. Poor. <laughs> Carlo would have gotten it. We may have to replace him. <laughs> uh, shout out to, uh, I've got my shout out to my reflections and corrections all mixed up. Sorry about that. But a shout out anyway to um, Kat Arnett, who's from Canadians. I'm going to call her Canadian Kat. Who's from who's- Canadian. No, I'm going to call her Canadian cat. Yeah, she's from Canada. She's from I did Canadian. not. I'm going to listen back to you this. Absolutely did. I'll harvest it whichever way it is for There's next week. a mistake. <laughs> I think Ian made. Oh, I doubt it. Uh, anyway, the uh, great question. So, uh, be like Canadian cat. Get your question in. Remember, you sure you use the hashtag. Oh, juice. Make sure you use the hashtag. It's all going here. Make sure you use the hashtag. Ask BFE. Unlike Danny from It's a Musical Podcast. I said, he ran out of characters. I ran out of characters. I'm like, then you tweak the tweet. <laughs> Ethan doesn't find them when we use the hashtags. <laughs> no. Like, help me help you. <laughs> help Ethan. <laughs> by trying to help Ethan. Um, what else do you have here? Uh, we got friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Who just had some thoughts on Thor, Love, and Thunder. He said, yeah, I think I'm happy with you guys. I think Taika Waititi over Taika Waititi did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. And then Reverend Bruce sent some thoughts about his own episode, which uh, I thought bore um, bore reading. I got them all that we were doing the uh, watching the film. So I just have a little note that says, read off your phone. So I'm trying to find, out of all the millions of tweets we got today, here it is. The episode in the town was one of the best BFE episodes ever, <laughs> other than the obvious reason. That the town is awesome, and you know who was on. The BFE team was the funniest I've ever heard. Thanks for the laughs. Well, there we go. There we That's go. probably because I was really tired. It's <laughs> because I wasn't there. So. <laughs> you were commenting on your level of humor earlier. I'm just going to say. Uh, he forgot to mention on the town episode that his high school girlfriend's dad was a florist. 
His shop is still open. Glad he broke it off with her years ago when he doesn't know where they live. Otherwise, Mrs. Reverend Bruce might be getting an early funeral bouquet. (laughs) Well said. No, I really enjoyed the Reverend Bruce episode. We got a lot of positive uh, feedback from that um so thanks a lot to everybody who uh who lots of, uh, we want to talk about today is if you're listening to this on day of release august 9th you've got this episode but george's episode on yeah your next favorite movie Ooh. best month ever to best month boogaloo boogaloo pip's got his own fart shoes over there but george's episode which is on Tangled. Tangled. Yeah. Oh, I love Tangled. Um, is um, is that Love is an Open Door? No, that's Frozen no, 2. That's frozen. No, that's Frozen, frozen one. 1. Okay. What's the big song from... For the first... No, for, that's For the first frozen. time in forever. You've confused... No. What's she saying? Um... Is she? Oh God! What about the light? The light, and they're yeah. all looking at the lanterns. Okay, so at last we saw the light. Oh, that's terrible! At last we saw the light about that song being in that movie. So I because I'm, I'm lost in the woods. Pardon me? I'm lost in the woods. He doesn't know he's not seen he's, it. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've seen Frozen too. Have you? Yeah. Are you sure? We, I'm like 99% sure we reviewed Frozen 2. We on, might have done. That's the only reason why I would have watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It's pretty fair. It's probably the only reason I watched it. Yeah, I got. I did because I got very angry when I'm like, if this ends up being her at oh, the end yeah, of it. yeah, it was. Yeah. Spoilers. It's um, been out ages. It's, it's been out forever. one more than the first. No, you're wrong. Oh, you're yeah, you're wrong. Nah. There's, there's no story to the second. There's like no story to the second one. Well, I might have fell asleep for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> he just fills in the gaps. <laughs> it makes it a better story. In this that's case. pretty much. If you got that and where they end it, like, that's all. I mean, here, here's the one at the start. Here's the one at the end. How do they get there? Not important. Didn't she do? Didn't she do something like um, Iceman out of? Um, uh, uh, she does something. The, yeah. You know, Marvel anyway, yeah, just, next she's, week, she's, yeah. across the ice. Next yeah. week, Ethan will be on. I don't know what movie Ethan did or else I would have. Uh-huh. Uh, I was supposed to reveal it today, but Ethan's not here. No. So oh, that had been that um, foreign movie with subtitles that is sci-fi that has Doctor Who incorporated into it somewhere along the way. He went on Reddit and found <laughs> what's the most obscure, hipster cool film right now. <laughs> yeah. And he printed off the thread, and then he went on to... <laughs> we love you, dude. I did once in a rehearsal ask Ethan. He said something. I said, do you have anything that come from, from, from like Reddit? It was the first time I ever yeah. made that joke. And, and he funny. looked legitimately guilty about I mean, it. I think, I think he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember rightly, I believe he did answer you with no. Yeah, it was the idea. Like, this is, a, this is a, you, you, you're, you're, you're parroting something you found somewhere. Uh, Liam, you're the week after. We'll reveal what that is next week. Yeah. And then I'm finishing the month off. So when everybody's... Um, oh, save this for last, eh? I don't know. Maybe it is, or maybe it's everybody's just bored. So we'll just let Ian go on then. So it's hard because you go like, who speaks for the longest on, on Josh's podcast? That's... Ooh. It's not nearly as as, as long. So. <laughs> I want some people. I wonder who does have the longest episode. Oh, I'm trying to th- on his. Yeah, I bet it's probably me. <laughs> uh, I remember on Carlos. Carlos said it was me, or he said he cut a lot of Ethan's because <laughs> Ethan went down that rabbit hole. Of Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where Ethan does that? He he does that. Yeah, he's still down that rabbit hole. He is, that's probably where he is right now. Actually, no, he's going to see Heather's right now. So, oh, where is jealous! He? I want to oh, see it. Cool. Speaking of rabbit holes, I just like to point out I was not in Lynn yesterday or whenever it is we're recording. 
dressed as Alice in Wonderland characters like Dwayne and Russell thought I might have been. It was uh, not me. I was not there. I oh, do know the people Lynn? that were, but yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's I, I me was dressed as Alice. <laughs> I would have liked to have been, but I, I didn't. That would have been cool. We, very, we should have done that, to be fair. We should have done it. Should. Never mind. A very truncated list of shout-outs, because I put all of them in the wrong category this week. Um, science Fiction Remnant, thank you every week. You're there banging the drum for the BFE. We really appreciate thank that. Thank you so much. Uh, Latin Jukebox. Ooh. Thanks a lot, guys. Really oh. appreciate that. Um Keep 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 on and I hope you listen to this and enjoyed it. Yeah, there we go. Um, so Wizard Podcast, who every week are banging the drum as well. Thank you very much. Uh, GIF of the week, which was Green Monster. Yes, if you recall. Uh, Josh, your next favorite movie had Mike Wachowski, and it would have been an absolute Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski, thank you, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. It would have been an absolute winner, but it moved. He, someone's taken something and animated it, so it shakes. <laughs> oh, pips in my my toilet. Um. <laughs> But so it shakes and actually made me feel a bit nauseous looking at it. So um. I can't give that the win. Uh, so then it was a bunch of people who did the same thing: Ian Davies, Chris Peterson, and Cheesy. And uh, oh, sorry, not Ian Davies. Uh, Ian Davies did someone doing a great catch into the literal wall called the Green Monster at at, at Fenway Park. That's one way to do it, yeah. And then Chris Peterson, Cheesy, and Russell Osborne all did the mascot from the Boston Red Sox, who is fittingly a green monster wearing a, a Red Sox jersey. It looks like a giant Muppet, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he totally fit in. Uh, I'm going to go for Cheesy's because Cheesy had the the uh, mascot hitting on a girl, and I thought that was funny. So <laughs> I got Cheesy. Same subject, but he's pulled. So <laughs> as a result, Cheesy, gift of the week win. I have well no done. idea how many have won or not won, but that was, uh, that was excellent. Well done. All right, let's talk about a couple more announcements just to get through. Uh, we've got a quiz night I'm doing on Saturday. Uh, as of time Saturday, recording, Saturday, I got three Saturday, openings. If you Saturday. want to take on our two defending champions, Ooh. our main champion, Ooh. the man who never lost his title, Ooh. Danny from his musical podcast, Ooh. will be taking on the interim champion, Ooh. Ed from the Film Effect podcast. Ooh. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I need three people to take them on. So there we go. Yeah. So, uh, mm. or else I'm going to ask t- these two to join in. So, uh, <laughs> and I will lose. Oh, you so will. Yeah. I will be second from last. Unless it is about specifically Disney or the Muppets. Like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Or yeah how there is no theme. Castle. There is no theme to this one. It's, uh, it just is what it is. Uh, also coming up very shortly, we've got another Cinematic Council podcast coming up on the BFE. We're recording that next week as well. So my Saturday is going to be busy. Busy. What's the bit from? <laughs> is he in The Incredibles when he's like, getting busy? The person you need for that is Ethan. And he's, not he's not here. All right. Oh, damn. And one last thing, we got a mailbox episode, as we already said, coming up shortly. Um, and then after we're done this, we're going to record something new. Yeah. We're going to do something new. It's exciting. We're going to do BFE off script. Off script, off cuff, yeah. Yeah, so there is, we're just going to turn some mics on, have a we conversation. Don't, we don't know what we're going to be talking about. Not a clue. Not Russell, a clue. the post, he gave us a suggestion. Hey. We're going to run with it. I got some yeah. stuff if we need a couple of, of prompts, but there's n- very little planned. Uh-huh. So you know what? If, if we were on yesterday. that episode, I'd be saying right now, <laughs> I've got a very sweaty hand. There we go. And holding this microphone is not helping. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I need to stand back. We need to, yeah, well, we, we need to upgrade the equipment. Yeah. Which we're getting almost to the point where we can almost do that. Yeah, definitely. When are we going to yeah. get a light that says red on air? 
I mean, we have one there, but no, it's I mean, just I want, I want, an inch a, I want big. a light that says. You know, an amount of light onto this house that isn't mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all right. We'll use the uh, the like three M tabs or whatever they are. No, no, Come me out outside fine. the front door. So <laughs> <laughs> this would be better served for the off script. But when I was living in Phoenix, my roommate was like, "Oh, I found like a blue or a red. It was it might have been a red light bulb and a blue light bulb. I forgot what color it was." And he's he's wanted he's wanted to use it because we were like twenty and living in Phoenix. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so. uh I don't know what it was, but we got like people knocking on our door thinking we were like dealing drugs. <laughs> and we go, this guy's like, it's okay, man. I'm not a cop. And we're like, yeah, I sussed that one out. <laughs> we're like, no, like we're, we're like as straight edge as they come. Like we, we had this, didn't drink. Didn't, it was like, no, you got us completely mixed up here. Just like the light bulb, man. <laughs> yeah. I think our neighbors across the core, uh, across the courtyard, it was, it, said, it sounds like it's a big space. It's not. It was literally, the D sort of we came out of our door out of our apartment and down like a flight of stairs that only belonged to our apartment and then yeah. literally there was like enough for a sidewalk and on the other side there was another thing just facing us right away oh, okay, yeah. so it was only like you could literally just like toss like an avocado or something I don't know I chose an avocado but you could toss <laughs> an avocado like with relative ease you could play a game of catch and it wouldn't be challenging it'd be like we should be further away to do this yes, yes. if we were on their landing and they were on theirs and it was like it was like a sitcom like, like every week it felt like there was a different neighbor in this place yeah. but one of them did get done for dealing drugs <laughs> probably why they thought ours was the light bulb yeah that was our light bulb moment so um more of that stuff at that uh point so why not give us a review apple or spotify i hear five is a nice number five is a magic number yeah and it's those five stars are going to help us i've got a, i've got a i've got a dream now the dream is i've got a dream and the dream is i want to be rotten tomato certified Ooh. but in order to do that you have to have a whole bunch of five star reviews Really? up on yeah wow. up on apple podcast so if you're listening wrong- help us achieve this dream go on to apple whether you use apple podcast or not go rate the podcast five stars help so us achieve that they rate us we get put on ron tomorrow's Th- things that we say yeah so like an excerpt from what we do on like a see it or skip it yeah could be on the reviews Ooh. for so february 2023 they're reopening the the applications oh cool wouldn't that be cool if we had like one of those little ticks yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's my long-term dream boom yeah nice so there we go but man this is growing we so need much. people to go ahead and give us some five stars on some apple podcast yeah, please, so on, please go stars. ahead and Woo. do that it makes our day um let's talk about this for two minutes shall we one two that's seconds buddy Mock of the Week got cancelled. What? Yeah, yeah sorry, for, for, for non-British listeners, it's going to be 60 seconds. But Mock the Week is this... <laughs> yes, Pip's upset too. <laughs> Mock the Week is this like panel comedy show, but it riffs on things going on in the news, kind of. So yeah, it tends to week. lean slightly political or satirization of pop culture, if need be, but it's mainly political. Mainly political, yeah. So imagine kind of like your stephen colbert's or, or john stewart's when they were doing that but like you get rid of like the, the the news presenter premise and it's just two teams of three just ripping yeah <laughs> that's a good show yeah so uh 20 something years wow yeah why did they cancel it i low ratings i guess mm. can't justify the uh, costumes anymore i mean i'd be honest like i don't watch it no I, there was a time when i watched but it like if clips pop up that are somewhat all right yeah, 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 Hugh Dennis yeah, yeah. is on it. I love Hugh Dennis. Yeah, I love Hugh Dennis. Yeah, so is he the guy up from Outnumbered? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love him. So I hope he lands on a different show with a different gig. 
it, it's a shame they'd already filled um although he was never one of those groups it felt like but it's a shame they'd already replaced um oh what's his name from 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 countdown oh sean Locke. Sean Locke, yeah. Is it Sean Locke? Yeah. Yeah. I watched this last episode last night again. Oh. I just I just had to. I was like, should I start with the new ones? I'm like, no, I want to fin- I want to watch the whole last one in its entirety as a uh, bit of a send-off and go, yeah. Um, that and Richard Ayoade was also on the episode, which is hysterical. Bill Bailey and um, yeah. what's his name from Not Going Out? Don't know. Oh, that comedian. Lee Mack. Lee Mack. They're doing a, they're doing a walk um, in aid of him. Yeah, Lee Mack's the guy who replaced him. On oh. on eight out of ten cats, this countdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah rightly, Mac, who does uh, there's a bunch of British panel shows, but it was kind of a a big thing over here, and uh, it's a shame. It it's, it, it's an institution, mm-hmm. so it's not. It's kind of like I'm trying to think of an example. It's kind of like the fish and chip shop you have in the village, where it's like I very rarely use it, but I like to know it's there. <laughs> yeah. And a village isn't a village if it doesn't have a chippy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we it, didn't have one for the longest time. That's only been open like four years. Oh, okay, but, but okay. it's like okay. So whatever that thing is, yeah. the pub was closed for years and years. It was, yeah. And it was like I might not go to it very often, but it was nice to know it's there. I yeah. like to know that it exists. Whether I, I say I'm, I'm never going to be an all the time thing for me here, but I liked to know that it was there. If I ever, for some reason, hypothetically wanted to, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a point in time where this village had four pubs. Yeah, I heard that. Insane. Yeah. Mm. So Terrington still has three. Does it? You used to have four. Yeah. Global audience. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, the posties. Russell, the posties. He knows these places. He'd probably go over there, see someone that sounded like me wearing a best film of a shirt and go, <laughs> oh, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> Might not be him. Might not be. Next time, Russell. Next time. Last one. Batgirl was cancelled. Yeah. What was that about? I'm not being funny. I, I thought you would be furious on this for one I reason. I am very furious about this, and I'm furious also. <laughs> oh my god, the notes! Somehow I got a pint yeah. of Baker's Vacuum with my brood on. It's very, it's very thick paper. Just leave it be. Oh. <laughs> it's very thick paper. All you, all you did was just cause all to run off the paper <laughs> under my leg. Yeah, but the notes. He's <laughs> no, just opened a beer, and that's gone everywhere. About very thick, all over, paper. all over his notes and everything. Yeah, I am upset with Batwoman being or Batgirl being whatever it is cancelled. Cancelled. Because Michael Keaton, I mean, are we ever going to see him? Because I, he was supposed to appear in this as Batman. I think, I think the Flash movie is going to happen. Uh, is it? I think it is. Because I thought that was cancelled too. We're all expecting it to be, but it hasn't happened yet. Oh. So I, I think if they don't announce it now, like, w- when would you announce? There's, there's no right. I think it's going to show. Okay, I'm saying this on air. If they cancel Flash, they're doing a new Batman movie with Michael Keaton. I'm saying it now. You hear that, WB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrown down the gauntlet. (laughs) Apparently, it had to do with the idea that there was... I didn't really know it was a thing. Um, But apparently, it was going to show, and it was going to be released on HBO Max. Right. As opposed to... With some theatricals, but mainly HBO Max. It'd be a simultaneous release. Is it with the same cast as the TV series? Or was it a reincarnation of... I imagine it was a brand new thing. Oh, okay. Um, The reason for cancelling? Apparently, it was the word they've used is irredeemable. Wow. Now you say, it's not her performance. And it's not Brendan Fraser. <laughs> so my, so Brendan so Fraser was in it? He was going to be the villain. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. I love Brendan Fraser. Oh. But you have you have all this. I'm like, but how can it be irredeemable if it's like, well, the actors are all really good. Yeah. Okay. Can't we just recut it? Yeah, nah. I Re-edit think. it? Yeah, I don't know what it is. 80 million they've just wasted. Not 80, 90? Yeah. 90, I want to say. I think 90 is the number they've been floating around, yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
That's going to come back in a few years, I think. They're going to recycle it. They might. They might. Yeah. Um, you can't just let something like that go, can you? Well, they just did. Mm. Um, let's take a look. If I can read my notes here. <laughs> this is a bit uh, let's move on to uh, today's film. Um, why are we doing this? My pick. My pick. Need some joy. Need some joy. Last week I said Georgie needs some joy. I need some joy. <laughs> uh, sometimes I don't do so well in the summer times. Long mm, break. Yeah. Long break. And I sort of... Uh, probably I'm good at podcasting. I'm... I'm I like bouncing off people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you sort of leave me by myself, which is just, just, just the thoughts, it can get you a little should, bit. You uh, should have a guest appearance on our best, best ever film ever. Best, best, uh, best, best, best. Bestest ever film podcast. <laughs> Jeez, if you're repeating that many words, how many welcomes are you doing at the start? <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> just one. Just flip that. Anything more of that's overkill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, I need some joy. So uh, I chose to do the Muppets. I'm very glad I did. Um, I've seen this. I saw this in the theater, uh, Georgia. Yeah, I saw it in cinema. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. And Liam, this is the first watch you said, right? Yeah, Dave, no existed. So uh, I've got here the pitch. Devoted Muppet fan Walter, his human brother Gary, and Gary's girlfriend Mary help Kermit the Frog reunite the disbanded Muppets as they must raise $10 million to save the Muppet Theater from Tex Richmond, a businessman who plans to demolish the studio to drill for oil. Uh, directed by James Bobbin, uh, who did The Ali G Show, mm. uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass, and Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Winner. As well as would go on to do the sequel to this film, Muppets Most Wanted. Is that the one with um, uh, Turn around. Gervais? Turn around. It's that one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that existed either. I did not. <laughs> Until that came up. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, written by Jason Siegel. Uh, Jason Siegel, from, who acted on How I Met Your Mother. People, mostly two people know him. He is Marshall. Uh, also wrote uh, and starred in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, did not do Get Him to the Greek, which is the sequel to that movie. But okay. it uses he gets a writing credit because he created. it based on the character of Aldous Snow, which he created. Yeah, yeah. Which basically was, hey, Russell Brand, come in here for a minute. Okay, <laughs> I've met you. Okay, that's the character. <laughs> uh, the five-year engagement um sex tape and amc's dispatches from elsewhere which is a little bit of a, a hit in the states right now um uh nicholas stoller also wrote this who also he was the director of getting sarah marshall writer director of getting to the greek writer of gulliver's travels writer director of the five-year engagement writer of muppets most wanted director of neighbors and writer director of neighbors 2 writer of zoolander 2 writer of fun with dick and jane writer of dora and the lost city of gold Wow. And writer-director of the upcoming film, Bros. Yo, bros. Yo, bros. I mean, I don't want to be that person, but you didn't write Gulliver's Travels, did he? <laughs> the film. I, yeah. I said, did I say Gulliver's Travels? I, I meant yeah. to say Gulliver's World. I think I said, Gulliver's oh, Travels, Sorry, yeah. Gulliver's World then. Uh, okay. I think that's what they called it. Well, the, the film, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one with Jack Black? It is the one with Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cinematography by Don Burgess on the start of a page. I'm like, what was the thing he did? Cinematography by Don Burgess, who just did cinematography on a couple of films called Forrest Gump. Wow. Forget Paris, Contact, Castaway. Wow. Spider-Man, which we've done on this pod. Mm -hmm. 13 going on 30, which we will never do on this pod. I didn't mind that. Oh, it's terrible. Fool's Gold, (laughs) Source Code, Flight, Uh, Denzel Washington one. Is that the one where he's an alcoholic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great film. Good. Muppets Most Wanted, both Christmas Chronicles films. I both, like those. Both Aquaman films. I like the first one. And 
Pinocchio. I think this one's a stop motion animation version. It's coming out September 8th on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. There we go. Are you lying to me? Pardon me? You lying to me? Uh, score. I'm a real boy. Score composed by Christoph Beck, Montreal's own, who I did try to get on the pod. Did you? I tried to play the whole, you're from Montreal, I'm from Montreal. Yeah, he didn't respond. Uh, but uh, he's done Angel. We should have got Simon Callow back on. For this. Yeah. For Muppets. I wonder if he's a Muppets fan. I reckon he is. Uh, Angel, The Practice, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV version, I think. Uh, yes, very much so. American Wedding, Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties, <laughs> What Happens in Vegas, Red, Crazy Stupid Love, Pitch Perfect, Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, Frozen 2, Free Guy, and the upcoming Ant-Man 3. Nice. Cool. That's so, a good selection. Songs by Brett McKenzie from song, Flight of the Concords, New Zealand's own. I, I bet it's killing Ethan to have to listen to this and not contribute at this point. <laughs> uh, he's done stuff from Muppets Most Wanted, Door and Velocity of Gold, and numerous original works for The Simpsons. Mm. So there we go. And uh, let's do some context corner. So if you ever watch Forgetting Sir Marshall, which one day I will bring to the pod as my wild card, one year. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. You're a big fan of this. I am. I am. It just falls short of, of the mark. I did forget in Sarah Marshall on Chuck and Rough Goes to the Movies. Back mm-hmm. when it was just Chuck Goes to the Movies. Uh, it wasn't so rough back then. <laughs> um, Jason Siegel and Nicholas Stoller. Oh, sorry. He, in this film, he does a little piano bit where he's drunk and he starts singing about the Muppets. Oh. He starts, it's time to play the music on the Muppet show tonight. Yeah. It's when he's crying, trying to get over his relationship. So at that point, I heard rumblings that this is because he's a massive Muppet fan and, and was pitching, was going to write a new Muppet movie. And I was like, yeah, come on, right? The guy from, the guy from um, How Much Your Mother, the guy who wrote for Sarah Marshall, how do you take that? And how do you go with the Muppets with it? It felt like it was a little jarring because I'd seen him in like uh, uh, Knocked Up. I think yeah. you did. And things great, like that. I think you did a great job. Um, and so he went to Walt Disney Studio Executive Vice President of Production, Karen Falk, and pitched hey. it, and they were offered a deal to develop the script. Wow. Nice. So the news became public in March 2008 that Disney had signed a deal with Siegel and Stoller. Uh, originally, Stoller was going to direct. That changes. Uh, Siegel announced he turned in the first draft of his script and was hopeful it would live up to previous Muppet movies. Later, uh, Stoller noted that he and Siegel had written a, quote, old-school Muppet movie where the Muppets had to put on a show to save the studio. I mean, just in that pitch, it sounds like, how much more Muppet does it get than that? Yeah, yeah. Know, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is essentially what we end up with. The underdogs. Yeah. In the same interview, Stoller confirmed they would get as many cameos and guest stars as possible. Originally, it was going to be titled The Greatest Muppet Movie of All Time, with three exclamation marks. Brilliant. <laughs> and an early leak of the That's script very suggested as well, isn't it? <laughs> it would feature just a huge amount of cameos. Um, another form, former title of the film was The Cheapest Muppet Movie Ever, which I think is even... Oh, that's cheapest even Muppet more. Movie Ever Made, which I think is an even more Muppet movie yeah. title. Oh, that's great. Um, and that was after... They were going to call Nick the name of an unused script written by Jerry Joel back in 1985. Uh, later, it would then be switched that it would not be Nicholas Stoller, but James Bobin would direct the film. Um, in February 2010, additional details of the plot surfaced, including the whole oil uh, magnet underneath the Muppet Theater. And the only way to stop me to put on a show would draw 10 million viewers. Um, really kind of weird. You wouldn't expect this. But um, in 2010, they went to Pixar Animation Studios so Pixar could help them fine-tune the script. 
Wow. No, so if you think sense. about it, no one gets story and heart in today's like day and age like Pixar. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's a natural fit, even though at first you just think, well, they're the computer people. Yeah. It is, but their stories, but their stories are, are always are so yeah. good. And they don't go to cynical places. They go to places that are natural and warm and even things if like that. if it's not the place you expect it to go, Absolutely. it's always the place it should go. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Nice. Um, a spoof romantic comedy trailer was played um, and... Um, sort of set up it was set down in into cinemas which presented it as a uh a it sort of give it a little it tricked people into thinking it was something that wasn't a muppet movie i'm trying oh, to okay. see if i can get this roadcaster to connect to the um tv because i want i want to play the audio from the from the thing so oh this is cool can you guys talk about anything else for 30 seconds yeah cool okay talking about anything else um i have a friend who is who lived most of her like early life so like up until like 18 in south africa uh-huh. um and she's been over here ages now but she started teaching us <laughs> naughty word in afrikaans <laughs> so afrikaans is like one of the languages yeah, yeah, they speak in yeah, zimbabwe yeah. and south africa and those places um and so we learned some learned some bad words last night in afrikaans it was great which is um, well, bluxem means to, to punch someone. So if bluxem. someone who's going to come and bluxem you, they're going to come punch you. Bluxem? Bluxem, uh, yeah. Uh, Futsack was... Futsack. Uh, well, that sounds like a kick in the bollocks. It does, doesn't it? That's what I said <laughs> I, was I was like, no, that one is like F you. Like, um, that one's... That was like, no, 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 no thank you. Um, papau is arsehole. Papau. So <laughs> then we were talking about bluxeming people in their papau. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so we've been learning some... Uh, Learn some naughty words in Afrikaans. I mean, I'm really sorry if anyone, any of our listeners speak Afrikaans and I've completely butchered those, either linguistically or translation, but yeah. That'll always be kicking the bollocks to me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed learning those words, especially because I learned most of them whilst we were playing Mario Kart because they just come out of her mouth whilst we're playing Mario Kart. What's that one? What's that one mean? (laughs) Speak to me. Tell me. Yeah. And it's funny though, when you are learning a foreign language, you do always learn the swear words first, don't you? It's because you, you remember them, don't you? Because it's do. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did when I worked in a factory, and um, I worked with a few Portuguese people, and they'd say these say these words. Yeah. And you know, one one guy, uh, Marco, he sh- shouted one day in the factory. He went, "Vil de puta!" And I went, "What? What does that mean? <laughs> You've said it several times." He went, "It means son of a bitch, kinda." <laughs> I went, does it? So the next break we had, I went into the canteen. Hundreds of people in this canteen. Yeah. And I went, I bet I can spot all the Portuguese. Vilda puta! That's brilliant. I like that. It was. It was good fun. They were, they were a good bunch to work with. But it was nice because when you work in a factory, they're so mind-numbing. Yeah. Learning you something. You just get to chat with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they come from, what they do. There's another guy called Nuno. He, he ended up staying here. Yeah. And I thought he was only here for like a few years, but he's been here, what, 20 years? Yeah. Good on him. My favourite one was um, Dee saying that she was going to snot clap whoever threw the blue sh- blue shell at her because that means you punch someone so hard in the face that the snot comes out and goes round the head in circles. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Of like all the one. places I thought you guys would go with the time I gave you, that was not it. <laughs> <laughs> Took yeah. me longer than I thought, but I do have it. So oh, let's cool. see if it plays like it should. So let's go for it. This, so I went into a cinema and saw this as the trailer for this movie. Oh, so okay. we'll take a look at it and we'll see kind of how it leads you and what it makes you think it's going to be at first, okay? Bond mm-hmm. baby. So if you're looking for it <laughs> online, it's called Green with Envy. 
Station. Hi. Hi. Two people searching for love. This is the most romantic thing ever. I've always dreamt of seeing Los Angeles. One chance to go the distance. <laughs> I was just wondering what the plan was for dinner tonight. Oh, I don't care. What do you feel like? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. But sometimes... I forgot my anniversary with Mary. You have to break your heart. You know when you've been trying to figure something out and you can't figure it out and you figure it out and you're like, duh. To find its other half. You're my best friend. Jason Siegel. <laughs> I love Mary. I love her so much and I can't lose her. Amy Adams. I love you too. Kermit the Frog. Hi there. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Kermit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Are there Muppets in this movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Let's go. The Muppets. <laughs> wow, that was an expensive-looking explosion. I can't believe we had that in the budget. That's brilliant. All right, so that was that was the start, which I thought was really. Isn't that amazing? Uh, that was really cool. And so I was sort of buying into it, going, oh, I like Jason Siegel. Yeah. Amy Adams. I'm like, all right, it's a bit formulaic, but I, I love a good little rom-com. Like, yeah. that's okay. And then they brought with Kermit the Frog, and it was like, insert any movie where at the last second they do some sort of big twist, like maybe, I don't know, Fight Club or something like that, or yeah. Seven of My Brains would, wait, what? What's, I'm trying to process this, all this, like, this crazy left turn. That's and crazy. I walked out going, oh, my God, look. It looks like it could be like really good. <laughs> oh no! Please don't ruin this. <laughs> Isn't it funny though how a bit of editing because that's all in the film, most of it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is is the, the snapshots. Is wait, the bit where he goes, "Wait a moment, film. are there Muppets in this yeah, movie?" Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only bit. But everything else is legit from the film. Yeah. So I mean, the editing and the music leads you to believe that could be something else. Yeah, I've got. So all those people out there, these trashing on Batgirl. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you can say almost anything. Star Wars was saved in the edit. We've talked about that. Yeah. But I mean, I got a version of uh, when I, I do a series of like four or five introductory lessons when I teach students film. Yeah. Hey, here's film. Here's the big five sort of pillars. And we do a whole lesson on editing. And the first five lessons, they kind of hate it because nothing but taking notes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to know this because everything else we do is going to build on this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I show them. Uh, someone's recut um, Harry Potter and oh, what's the one where they all go like boy crazy, girl crazy, and it's all about love? Uh, Goblet of Fire. Not Goblet of Fire. Was, was Goblet of Fire song? That's one with ball. The ball is it? Your ball? Oh yeah, yes it is because everybody comes around and they yeah. all start dating. Yeah, someone like recut it as like a uh, as, as as like a romantic comedy, <laughs> and it's like it totally works. In yeah. the same breath, someone's recut Forrest Gump as like a horror movie. No. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's horrible. It's like doom. It's all like red tint and like 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 kind of like he couldn't let her go. I'm not a smart man, Jenny, <laughs> but I know what love is. I'll I'll always love you, Jenny. <laughs> it's oh. like oh, now they haven't changed it. The audio's yeah, legit, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just you change the score and you yeah. change the cut, and you're yeah. like, you can make it say anything you want. Yep. Wow! So this was my first experience, and so they really like like. Uh, so I was there to see Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, the third one, and was it the fourth one, third one. Not World's End is the third one. That's the fourth one. Wow. How many um, are there? In f- uh, there's five, five they've released, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in further promotion, um, the Muppets perform Life's a Happy Song on the American version of Dancing with the Stars. 
Brilliant. Uh, Siegel hosted Saturday Night Live with the Muppets as guests. Uh, Kermit even appeared on Weekend Update. Um, the Muppets were guest stars on WWE Raw wow. and interacted with several WWE superstars, <laughs> including Beaker, Beaker and Sheamus, yeah, and they, they claimed the their cousins and <laughs> the same family reunion because they both have shock red hair and yeah. pale skin. It, it, it was a gr- out of all the celebrities they ever had on the show, the Muppets and like Bob Barker are like the two. Oh, you guys don't really know Bob Barker. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Bob Barker's the guy who Happy Gilmore gets in the fist fight with, the old man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they were the two bad. But the Muppets, like, it's like, it's, it shouldn't work. Wrestling and the Muppets. It should have been like, these are two. It worked so well. It was so good. Did Seamus go, me, 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 me. No, I think Beaker, me, 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 me. And it's like, Seamus could like understand. It was like, it was like when Han talked to a woman. Completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely selling it. Like, oh, it was oh, yeah. so good. I need to see Have it. I sent you the clip I've of that? Oh, I probably one, have, yeah. yeah. I need to um, see um, it. The film because premiered. I'm pretty sure when you first introduced me to Seamus, I was like, it's just Beaker. Is it? Human, okay. And then you sent me that, yeah. The film premiered November 4th, 2011 at the Savannah Film Festival. It's the only, f- oh, sorry, it was the first film not to be rated uh, G by the MPAA, but oh. they rated it PG. Um. I don't really know why. It might be the bit where, like, you know, um, Miss Miss Poogie's like sharpening her switchblade in the car. That uh. And the one where, um, what's his face, pushes him off the telephone wire and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there we go. A somber note as we start the deep dive. Uh, the film was the first theatrical production not to feature Frank Oz mm. or not- Jerry Nelson. Frank Oz, not because he was dead, though. No, no. Uh, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Sam the Eagle, and others were, were Frank Oz voices. And Jerry Nelson, mainly uh, Robin the Frog, Stadler, and Waldorf. Yeah. Sorry, Stadler or Waldorf. I couldn't figure out which one of the two it was. Isn't it funny, though? Potentially both. Yeah. Is watching it, you can tell that's not them. Some of the voices, and we'll talk about that when we go through maybe, which yeah. ones the voices aren't the best on. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Present was also a Jerry Nelson because that was a one specific thing. And Lou Zealand, who's might be my, my, my favorite character name in the Come Muppets. In, man. Lou Zealand. Do me better, man. Um, Nelson did make a voice cameo at some point, making this his final Muppet film before his death the following year. Yep. Oh. I asked you as a title card went on, there's something unique about this. You know, when you, what do you think it was? I didn't spot it. I wasn't really paying enough attention before you said it. It did pop up after I said it. Was, was it, it the fireworks? Nope. Was I it the know. Kermit's flag? Nope. It is the first uh, Disney uh, title card, not to be called Walt Disney, but just to be called Disney. Disney, yes. Uh, okay, I wouldn't have I wouldn't I known what all of this was that. in. It was the first one. Yeah. I did notice that. Everything before it always been Walt Disney. Yeah. Wow. So this has kind of taken the man a little bit out of it. Out it's of the company. Now a brand rather than a name. brand. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So um, the wow. prelude. We meet Walter through some back home videos. I've gotten my notes. How old is this camera or how old are these two characters supposed to be? Because this footage is from like a 1960s or 70s, <laughs> like home movie. This isn't even like camcorder. This is grainy, like we ran proper film through this. Yeah, but I think they do that just to show you the age of Oh, of, of course time. they do. But yeah, yeah. that's what we do on this podcast. We just kind of rip on stuff like this. We do. Yeah. It's because they're from small towns. So they're from small town USA. The, it's got, small town's got all of the like old tech still because even the car that they're fixing in the shop is an old car yeah yeah that's true how do they get a car in there and the the bus is an old bus yeah but they do make references to the internet so it's 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 a weird like modern day but they've got like it's like they're like a time capsule it's like if you have like the village by m night Shyamalan, but rather than be like the 1600s it's like just like 1987 (laughs) (laughs) or actually they're probably they're, they're way earlier than that how about 1955 yeah uh, there's a nice recurring joke during the growing up montage about how Walter's height never changes. Yeah. Once he got to one height, that was it. That was yeah. it. Sorry, you were going to say something, I think. I was. Um, the car. How did they get the car in the shop? Did they build it in the shop? 
In the classroom. Yeah, in the yeah, classroom? Yeah. Who knows? I imagine they, yeah, probably put, so there's a fourth wall we don't see because it's not there and they just wheel it in. Or they actually did build the whole thing and then sort of, yeah, put the car in and then put the, put the wall up. That's what I would do. Well, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of the, the like show, the, in the in the film in, universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not oh, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Would they dismantle it? They or? travel by map, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> they traveled the car by map into the school room. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. right. <laughs> Please travel this way. The laws of physics don't apply anymore. <laughs> um, because I wasn't expecting a car in the classroom. No, no, it's a great, it's a great visual gag. Walter's yeah. sad because he's not ever tall. Uh, Gary's the nicest brother ever, uh, except for like Gary's like a reasonable height, and then they get to like when he's like finally Jason Siegel gets into the role, and it's like all just shaggy hair. I'm like, dude, you look every bit of like 35 right now. Yeah. Um, then, then we get the haircut. He actually looks younger. Uh, we get some vintage footage of the Muppet Show, and the other kids pick on Walter because he likes the Muppets. The Muppets are where he found his outlet. Yeah, but just look at him. He like, would. It's weird that they're brothers. We never see the parents, but like, what would have happened like in the delivery room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had a a a he's felt had a puppet. Puppet. He's not a Muppet yet, though, is he? No, the Muppet is the. They are Muppets. He's they're Muppets, just not, but he's not one of Muppet, the Muppets. Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So all of them are Muppets. He's just not part of the Muppets. The Muppets, gotcha. Yeah. Whose hand was in who? I'm just saying. In, in, <laughs> they're not? In, in the delivery in, room, I mean. In the, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, there is a, there's a very famous interview with Kermit the Frog where he is asked by um, whoever's doing the interview, I can't remember who it was, uh, what's the difference between Muppets and puppets? And he goes, well, puppets are... are um, not real they are animated by people they're this they are they're the other and he goes muppets are real yeah and that is it that like, he does not give any more whatever <laughs> like no muppets are real like that is it because <laughs> they are in all of in every universe you see muppets are real you gotta hand it to him there are so <laughs> few <laughs> there are so very few photos even from back in the day of muppets that are not animated like so you very very rarely will see a picture of a muppet just like the, in construction the constructed or, muppet or somewhere laying down else. Yeah. not being used like there is so few of the yeah. those photos around well, that's keep what them I kept completely thinking. Gone. you know when they're going through um la and stuff yeah i'd like to have seen a back shot a pulled back shot yeah but they won't do that no but no. i don't want to be cool um, muppet magic man you can't break the muppet magic oh. the film's uh score was composed by christoph beck who described his role as having to help the story musically providing a sort of emotional glue uh, continued quote i had to place special attention to blending the many styles of music so it felt cohesive uh he employed many instruments he considered underused as well as ones rarely used in an orchestra like a banjo which of course you would you've got to yep uh meet walter named walter of course because walt disney yeah i never i never realized that <laughs> i saw it i'm like of course he was yeah. so he might have taken walter out of the title card but we made him yeah the central character what's the two names you could have possibly given that character walter or james for jim henson like that's like oh, the only okay. two you probably could have gone with like for an honorary i'm glad we didn't go with james yeah, or jim no. yeah no because that wouldn't be his style no it wouldn't be no um but that is like the only places you could have gone with that name. Yeah. Uh, can I say right now, I don't like Walter. Oh, the character? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't like the character at all. Ooh. I think the character is selfish. I think the character is um, 
I think the character is very selfish. Yeah, he is, to be fair. Because his brother does everything for him. I think him. he's very selfish. I don't think he thinks about anybody but himself. Now, not just because he's been blinded by whatever, but just he just does, he's just singularly focused. He's obsessed about one thing, and that hits everything. Like, you know, he might ask a question, which we'll get to, but I. My 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 one main challenge with this movie is watch it with Walter as the character I'm supposed to be aligned to. Mm. You, I don't think you're aligned to him until we get to the Muppets. So he's our vehicle to the Muppets, isn't he? Because uh, by, by the time we're with the Muppets, the story switches to Amy Adams, doesn't it? Well, the voiceover is his though. At the start, isn't it? Yeah, but I, yeah. I think he's the vehicle to the Muppets, not to like it's not his necessarily. That's interesting. I've never read this as being like we'll talk about it more than a film, but we never, I've never considered it to be like like like. Amy at uh, Mary's perspective. Oh, I think there's a, there's a massive shift, like two thirds of the way through to her perspective. Oh, we do, we do get, yeah, that's the thing. We're not, we're not, we're not limited to one character, which no. is good, no, 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 which no. is good. But I, I would say right. it was really hard because I'm supposed to be rooting for Walter is the problem I have with this movie. And I really don't. No, I didn't. Either. And you combine this character. I don't really care for mm-hmm. into a movie that like all these, the characters I have such nostalgia for. And I'm like, Oh, don't force this new character on me to keep in mind. I don't like Elmo when Elmo first came out. I still don't. I see. It, it was just a bit. I've accepted this as part of the deal now. I still don't think, like, if the if something with the Muppets came out like next year, and Walter wasn't there, it wouldn't bother me one iota. No. Not hashtag not my Muppet. Fun, fun fact for you: he has not been in anything since. Well, he's been in one thing since. What the the sequel? Yeah, that's it. Was oh, that it? Yeah. Okay. He is not used. Walter Good. the Muppet is not used. I imagine he's. I imagine he doesn't <laughs> test well. I really do. I felt a lot Tension. for animal in this. Huh? Yeah, Animal's got a great little arc yeah. in this. Um, let's take a look here. Uh, so Walter eats some pop brownies and thinks he's supposed to go on the TV. Yeah, that was my interpretation. Apparently, he was dreaming, but I'm like, this yeah, felt that like went, that went a dream. This felt like the scene in Empire Records yeah. where the kid eats the yeah. pop brownies, and they're like, "You should come join us, Mark." It's the same eat scene. The yeah. only difference is they don't eat him at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wakes up. He's covered in sweat. I'm like, "Are we gonna? Uh, what, we, what are we doing with the rules of being a Muppet now? Yeah, they can sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are, are we decided this now? Because mm-hmm. I didn't see any sweat. Me either." Uh, Walter <laughs> absorbed it. <laughs> Walter, at this point, somewhere around here, runs across uh, a and dresser. The sweat was on the pillow. Pardon me. The sweat was on the pillow. Oh, was it okay. Yeah, yeah. He runs across a dresser. Uh, the puppeteers performed Walter's choreography while wearing blue costumes against a blue screen. Makes sense. So that was all right. I don't know if it's here at the theater. I saw the note. I think it's probably here, so I put it in there. But in the Muppet construction, they obviously decided to use only old style techniques for the Muppet effects, Good. such as remote control or battery operated puppets, rather than doing anything computer animated in order to keep yep. the original style of the Muppets. Gives the only thing they did was they had their hands move, and they, for the first time ever, they uh, added like chroma key rods. Yeah. yeah. So you couldn't see the rods moving. Previously, you would have seen the rods. They went, we can get rid of the rods. That's fine. That's it. Still oh, okay. use the rods, but. Still use the rods, but we'll hide the rods. Yeah. 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 Which is completely fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you the effect was done practically. Yeah. Yes. And you can still see that the rods are still. You can still. The movement of Kermit's hands still looks yes, like every, rod movement. Everything that we see had to have been done physically physically yeah. it wasn't like we used a computer to shortchange yeah. any of this no 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 which would be a shame because we talked uh for, for people who are new to the pod or haven't gone back that far one of our one of our first in the first six months mm-hmm. we did 1979's Muppet movie yeah and we talk a great length with the practical mm-hmm. and it won actually a fair number of our besties that year for like yeah. practical effects and special effects and things like that we rode a bike and stuff right oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's still the most impressive thing yeah. i think i've seen a muppet do is impressive is yeah. riding the bike yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, sitting in that canoe is impressive as well. 
Yeah, but on the, the bike, the actual lake. that shot of a Muppet, of Kermit riding the bike yeah. just down the street. Yeah. Like, that's not, we can hide someone here. We can, no, no, no this no. is just. He's actually doing he's it. He's actually yep. riding the bike. That's insane. Yeah. If you want to know how he did it, go back, listen to it in the archives. Absolutely. It's great. Um, so this, uh, I've said that already. So, um, we get some exposition talk, which actually is okay in a Muppet movie because you say things like this. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I can't I believe... Found they, it quite then, funny. they then acknowledge that it's exposition yeah. talk. Yeah. I can't believe that you're going... Well, in this case, not so much, but later on they do. Yeah. I can't believe you're going to go for your... It's your 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, how old are these guys? Like, this is Bert and Ernie, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Absolutely. These are two grown-ass men. <laughs> grown... In the case of grown, not so fitting, maybe, for Walter, but... Um, you know, uh, so they're sitting there and going, all 10 years, yep, and we're going to take her to, at Los Angeles. Uh, for, for, can't believe we take her down to Los Angeles for, for your anniversary dinner. Like, that's a long way to go for a dinner. Yeah. yeah. She's always wanted to see Los Angeles. That's it's great. romantic. And he goes, send me a postcard from Muppet Studios. I can't do that. Here's the old fake out thing, right? Mm. It's because you're coming with us. Oh, boy. He goes, Mary doesn't mind. And to his credit, he does ask this. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And we do have to take in mind that some of this arc is also Gary's fault. I was going to say, I think actually a lot of the selfishness we see in Walter is because of Gary and how Gary treats him. But that's a different, that's a different conversation. <laughs> well, we'll get there when it comes time for it. Yeah. So let's meet Gary, played by Jason Siegel. Originally, the plan was that Siegel would play a ventriloquist. I'm glad that did not happen. Yeah. As mentioned earlier, uh, Siegel played... Um, the piano in Forgetting Sarah Marshall with the Muppet theme in it. Uh, they gave him a feedback card from a child audience member at the early test screen of the film. The producers attached a handwritten note to Jason's feedback card that said, to keep you humble. When they asked what the child audience member did not like about the film, the child wrote in response, Gary's face. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And we get our first song. Life's a happy song. Someone by his side to sing along. What a great song, and mm-hmm. my soul is happy. There are very few films where just a piece of score or a song can emotionally lift me the way this does. Maybe the other one might be the opening Strange to Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. When I hear that, my soul gets renewed, refilled. Woman this is one of them. I really, I've always rated this. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you directed a panto once. I did. And I believe this was your introductory song and your closing song. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we were sat down, I sat down with you trying to figure out what songs you wanted in the panto. Yeah. Um, and I went... And a third party member. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went, we're having this as the opening and the closing. You went, okay, cool. <laughs> that no, that makes sense. It's, yeah. it, 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 it's the perfect song. <laughs> yeah. To introduce anything. Just like it's the perfect song here. So, and this sets, this sets the, the, the tone of the entire film. Mm-hmm. It's playful. It's warm. Yeah. It's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's authentic. That's what hooks people in, though. Yeah. And it's an original song. And what this says to me is, okay, this is just going to be a rehash of the stuff we already know, because this is modern. You know yeah. what I mean? There's something new. We didn't just, we didn't just play the hits. There's some hits in here, mm-hmm. but we didn't just play the hits. In fact, we lean 60-40, 70-30 towards the new, and that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So um, there's such a, <laughs> as they're getting ready. So they get, the whole bit of this is them getting ready to go out and meet Mary at school so they can begin their journey. 
which considering they've just woken up and brushed their teeth, it's not much of a school day. <laughs> no, I think they just, Those kids have gone home by like 9.30. No, they just didn't get up early <laughs> enough. They just enough. got up at like 2 p.m. No wonder they got so much energy they can sing a song right now. Can anybody else smell a barbecue? Yes, I can. Oh. Uh, there's a great visual gag of, of the two of them with their prom dates. And I think... I think uh, Siegel must I didn't look. It must be it must be Amy Adams. I it is. Look. It is. But then there's like Walter or his, and she's like looking off to the side, like she's frightened and by he's, him. He's slightly behind her, yeah. with his arm linked through her. Yeah, it? it's it's great. Yeah, it's just small. You didn't have to put that in there. No, oh, it's such a great little detail. Um, I've said I love small town USA, and I do. It's 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 kind of reminds me a lot actually of what the of what the uh, oh what was it called in Wandavision. Oh, Westview? Yeah, Westview. Westview. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like Westview at its most squeaky clean, leave it to yeah. beavery kind of way. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and all these great little rhymes near the end. Life's a leg of lamb. Someone's, Someone's there, there to lend a hand. hand. Uh, life's a bunch of pies. Life's a bunch of flowers. Someone, Someone to while away the, the hours. Life's a fillet of fish. Hey. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like, we're not even going to try and not rhyme with this one. <laughs> and like, you know who's going to carry this is 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 Gary yeah. is is Jason Siegel because he's great at it's not even singing but you know what I mean sing acting like his face just Character. presents yeah because but the idea of like faking to sing but expressing yeah. visually through your face when something's a joke when something's serious when something's heartfelt and he's acting against a muppet yeah. like there's no one giving anything back if anything no. he has to his selling has to not make you think about the pub uh, the, the muppeteer yeah uh, underneath you know two feet that we can't see because he's selling it he does such a good job in this film yeah but especially in this song and like i said the song sets the whole tone for the film genuinely one of my bucket list items is to meet a muppet really yeah okay it's a massive one i like, mean like actually in character yeah yeah, yeah. no okay. like to meet a muppet like wow. I think they do they used to do um dr honeydew and beaker on their little science cart around disney oh really um and they do great moments of history or something like that with the muppets yeah um which you, you can't actually meet them but you can see them like yep. see them being puppeted. I, I just i want to meet a muppet Genuinely. Why there isn't a proper touring show of the Muppets is at if if the Muppets did a show legitimately if the Muppets did a show at the West End yeah how would that not like make all the money I think it's because you can only have the Muppets in one place at one time because they are supposed to be the singular entity. Muppets yeah, yeah. So, so you could so only have them in Broadway one place. then yeah you know what I mean but like you yeah, know, but even so if there's like one person doing four characters. It's trying to manipulate all these different people well, into. It's kind of like when Monty Python did spam a lot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You just you just make sure that the right characters intersect at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes it can sense. be it can be a variety show. It can be a show with a plot. But I think the Muppets work really, really well with the concept of like a live audience. Yeah, they do. I think they do a lot of what we see though, because it is is done through it is practical magic, but it's also TV magic. Yeah, and that's true. You're transferring not wrong. that to a stage that has to work night after night after night is probably quite difficult. But I think, but, yeah. maybe it's something for the end game, but I think the problem is Disney doesn't know what to do with the Muppets. No, they don't. Because they, they stumble don't. upon this, which works. Yeah. Spoiler for later, okay? And they've never been able to recapture it afterwards. And I'm wondering, is Jason Siegel the only man alive who knows what to do with the Muppets? He might be. Yeah, but is it just a one-trick pony that you can do? Pull on that nostalgia once. I don't know. But all I know is that the one he wrote works... And no one else can do it. But if you notice, there's a lot of nods to years gone by, sure. and yet 
I'm assuming the one with Ricky Gervais isn't. It's well, a completely different. Well, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of it, about why maybe that one doesn't work uh, or doesn't work as well. And so, the f- I really liked Muppets Haunted Mansion that came yeah. out last year. But that was that's very that niche. Was niche. That's very niche. But I think that might be where the Muppets belong, though, is in a niche audience. Oh, no, I would, oh, I would respectfully disagree. Not necessarily that niche audience, but a niche audience, because you have to put them in places that you recognise, but also are able to put the Muppets in instead of the people that you expect. So yeah. it's, it has to be something very familiar, but also not necessarily too mainstream that people don't understand it. I'm just making a note for later. I want to talk about this a little bit at the end. Because we could easily get into this for way too long. Yeah, it's a brilliant Tumblr post that suggests way having long. the Muppets um, as the characters in Les Mis, um, and they're all replaced by Muppets other than... <laughs> Jean Valjean? <laughs> no, Javert. Oh. <laughs> why haven't they... Why, look, the Muppets worked as a Christmas carol, didn't it? Right? Telling an old story, but with the Muppets. Why don't they do yeah. that again? Well, yeah, again, we'll talk to us at the end, because I've definitely... Cause the problem is, I want to have this conversation properly, yeah. but I don't want to go, oh, shoot, we talked for like 45 minutes, and we still have a whole film to review. Yeah, true, true. So, um... Maybe we can save it for our rant afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life's a, we got that. It's such a great, uh, there's a dance sequence and they don't make oh. Jason Siegel do too much, but you get these lovely overhead wide shots yeah. on, oh, these stu- on these studio lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how much your mother did one of those with the suit episode? I love that. And yeah. I'm like, there's, there's something missing about things like this. You can't fake this with computers. You can't, nope. there's something about, Oh my God! You got a, you got a hundred talented people yeah. to do something as one. And again, what plays like this is very musical theater. Yeah, there's this bit here. It's that and camera angle. That's as well, why isn't musical it? theater works is because there's something about when you get a group of people together and they do stuff like this. Yeah, it just yeah, the, adds. It can't be replicated by a computer. You can't yeah, replicate this with a computer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then and I, I want to be Jason. Uh, here's my life goal. I want to be Jason Siegel in this movie. You know what I mean? Because he barely has to do more than just lean. I think he's got like one little two step, and then he bails off camera, and they all continue. On. Oh, it's it's the dream. <laughs> but he's just selling it all here. And that's all because you realize he does. Ver- actually, was never paid that much attention to it. He does so little dancing in that sequence. Amy Adams does a lot more than he oh, does. Way yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> but he just sells yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. And so uh, I've got everything that I need. He comes into the classroom right in front of me. And of course, they're not part of a dance sequence. So it's no, the, and, oh, it's so funny it's and good. so clever. It's like, oh, I guess you weren't. Oh. <laughs> and meanwhile, she's fixing a car. Yep. And that's how you fix a 12-volt starter. Not only is it funny because you wouldn't expect that in a small town. You wouldn't expect that in, the, in a classroom. No. Uh, you wouldn't expect it from that gender teacher. No. Nope. Like, let, let's break all the sort of stereotypes yeah, down yeah. here. And she does it in a gorgeous outfit. And she does well. it just throughout the whole movie. Yeah. She does. Uh, in the school, she's like, now, kids, it's just it's just spring break. And they do the same thing my students do when I say, they go, <laughs> oh, but don't worry. We'll be back in a week to study some more. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I believe that. It's uh, Ian, <laughs> Ian's film students there. And English students, too, yes. More poetry, they say. Shakespeare. Um, Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. Honest que- honest thing, because of COVID, we had to cut something from our exams. Yeah. And uh, the decision was made. It was before I, I reached my current position. Uh, so it wasn't my, my call. And the decision was made that we would also drop Romeo and Juliet, which is the, the, the Shakespeare we have to do. Yeah. Off the thing. And I told my class, and they were angry. Really? Well, they'd been taught well. 
Oh, okay. We were re- we were ready. We were ready for Shakespeare. Oh, okay. And they were legitimately angry. And I'm like, I hear you, but the whole school has to okay. do the same thing. A bit like when we did Twelfth Night. Yeah. It's like me going through all what I yeah, went through. Yeah, and then, and we, then you go and saying the show's cancelled. And the part where you go, I know what I know what I know what I know this. Yeah. And then going, Yeah, we're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was the thing. Is that been my group because it was also the fact that they knew but they knew it better than other other yeah, people did. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. were like, We're ready for this. And when I took it away, they're like, what do you do? And now it worked out fine for them. I mean, geez. <laughs> but at that moment, they were like, this is my advantage. I'm really good at this. People genuinely aren't. Mm-hmm. So that's that's in a standardized test. How can I not succeed? Yep. Um, where are we at here? Uh, so <laughs> Gary gets out some flowers that he was given in the song. We saw him. Get, yep. well, given, stolen. It's all kind <laughs> of what in that song. <laughs> I've learned if you sing through small town, you can nick so much stuff because yeah. people are too. Just throw a lot of it back to the people. People are too embarrassed to like break up the song to get their stuff back. <laughs> yes, he does. But he goes, yeah, sorry, uh, I cut. They kind of got damaged in the, probably in the dance break. For, for, it's, it's from this this big number dance number I was doing, <laughs> which is great. You go, oh, they're going to refer to the. Oh, this is oh. great. Yep. And Mary seems to be conflicted that Walter's coming, and Amy Adams does a really good job because it's all just little visual kind of. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's just not. He's kind of. It's okay that he's going, right? That leading question. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. and you go, you know, oh, she's, well, she's not. not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get the reprise of "Life's a Happy Song," and we get we're, we're aligned to her instantly. He leaves, we yeah, stay yeah. with her, and then we get it's always just me and him and him, and it's very minor key, and it's very here's all I want. Raise the crowd, and the and the rain's pouring down, <laughs> and then right. you and you don't get because they cut outside and it's just the, the gardener with some water. It's so clever, it is, yeah. and then she comes back outside, and now we're back in major key. Um, and the, the, there's a marching band doing like the the the, the backing now. Yep, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and, it's kind of very Austin Powers. And that, that is, it's a big number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, there's Walter comes sliding in, but he's sitting on a suitcase. Yeah. I was like, I'm not <laughs> one to usually notice this stuff, but I'm like, that's really well done. Yeah. It's so slick. Uh, and there's even a cameo. You noticed who played the old man on the bench? Oh. Um, oh, I can't believe you've forgotten this. I have forgotten. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, yes. Jeez. There's a hidden Mickey for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Um, during, That's because I'm visually, you know, me remembering stuff is tough. <laughs> during a cam, uh, during an interview with Terry Gross on NPR, uh, Jason Siegel said during filming he observed the choreographer giving instructions to Mickey Rooney and calling him dad. Siegel went up to him and said, you can't just call any old man dad. Uh, this is when he was told by the choreographer, no, he's my actual dad. That's the choreographer cool. was Mickey Rooney's son, Michael Rooney. That's cool. And they get on the bus, not Mickey Rooney, but our, our three main characters. They're off to Los Angeles on a Greyhound, like an old 1950s Greyhound. Leaving home on a Greyhound and bus. And they leave, and then someone goes, they're gone. And everybody <laughs> falls over. I love how the bus goes through the sign. Well, not literally through the sign, but past the sign. And the population, the population goes, goes down. down. <laughs> it's a live count of who's in Smallville. It's brilliant. I hadn't noticed that, actually. I hadn't written it down. Um, the song yes, does it twice. It does it yeah, later yeah, in the film. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords, who had to go to Muppets 101. At the Muppet performer's behest, McKenzie had to rewrite lyrics where the characters were referred to themselves as puppets. Mm-hmm. We're meta, but we don't do that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're not puppets. They're Muppets. Yep. 
McKenzie also was informed during recording sessions with the that uh, with the performers that certain Muppets, such as chickens and penguins, do not speak. Nope. And instead vocalize in onomatopoeic sounds. Chickens, penguins, the fruit and veg don't usually speak, nor do... Ah, uh, it's a bit of a loose one with the yeah, fruit and veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the chef? He's a little bit... Well, he's Swedish. He's well, Swedish. garbled he's Swedish. He's yeah. garbled Swedish, although he does get one that you can absolutely hear what it is halfway through the film. I'll does point he? it out at one okay. point, yeah. Um, there's the journey. There's lots of lens flare. There's a voiceover from Walter. Oh, love lens flare. And we get to the Muppet Studios, and it's derelict. And the host and the tour guide shows up. And did anybody notice who the tour guide was? It's the... Alan Arkin. It's Alan He's, Arkin? He is um, Mrs. Claus's dad in the Santa Claus's films. Is he really? Yeah. He's also someone else. You're going to kick yourself. I probably reckon, but that's where my brain's gone to. Wow, really? That film? Yeah. Santa Claus 2. Wow, I can beat that. No, it's Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Go for it. Grandpa, am I pretty? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, that's why I can't believe my brain went to that one. In that one. <laughs> he is the only cameo from this who also did a spot on the original Muppet Show. Oh, Isn't that great? That's brilliant. Ties it in, doesn't it? <sighs> this film gets me the emotions from like the smallest thing. It's really amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like five minutes off it crying for the first time in this film at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> they ask him. Is this the uh, some tourists, Japanese tourists? I think it was asking. Is this the Universal Studios? And he gives the same look in Little Miss Sunshine when like, they're talking about Dwayne about sleeping with, with with a lot of women. Yeah, and uh, and Olive's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And he goes, "Politics." <laughs> is this the Universal Studios? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, so he goes, "Hey, the, most of the stuff's closed, but that's Kermit's office. It's great." should see it sometime and all everybody else goes such a muppet joke it's great and um walter decides he's gonna let himself in which is easy because it's it's unlocked Mm. um and everything else is derelict but the office looks in pretty good in pretty good shape and if you look there's a bunch of pictures on the wall and one of them is of jim henson with With kermit Kermit. and And it got me that was yeah i was tearing up myself but yeah um, it got this film got me a couple of times, and this was one of them. I'm like, I missed you it can because feel, I was trying to look at everybody else. So I was trying yeah. to figure out who's who. You can feel. I, I saw Steve Martin for I saw sure. Steve Martin. He's the yeah. first one I noticed. He was top yeah. left or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then in the center, it's a little bit more lit than everything else. It was central as well. But is 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 Jim Henson? And uh, this movie was determined. It was going to give some. Uh, it was going to give some love to to, to Jim a Henson. Nod. Yeah, a bunch of nods actually. Yeah. Um, this is the first theatrical movie the Muppets have had since the Muppets take Manhattan. Sorry, can I actually take... George is just showing me a picture of Alan Arkin in the Santa Claus 2. Santa Claus 3. Oh, 3, there he yeah. is. Jeez, he, looks, he looks older than that. Oh, that was... Oh, I don't remember what that came out. He looks older than that than he yeah. does in... Uh, even in, in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, let yeah. me find out. When did this come out? I can't actually remember. Uh, I know that Little Miss Sunshine is 2008. I know this is 2011. Santa uh, Claus 3 is way earlier than this that. This is 2006, yeah. yeah. There we go. Look at that. There you go. Um, where are we at here? So he goes into the, into the theater. Uh, this is the first Muppets movie to, to, since the Muppets take Manhattan to include the voice of creator Jim Henson. Apologies. Although Henson's characters are voiced in the film by other Muppeteers, his uncredited renditions can be heard of archive clips of the Muppet show, including Kermit's introduction. Yeah, and a snippet of a song to come later. So you again, can hear the difference. We're, we're trying to make sure that we get him in there yeah uh meet stadler waldorf and tex richmond the older i get the more i realize i'm probably going to turn into stadler and or waldorf <laughs> yeah yeah 
I mean, going to? <laughs> still, well, the problem is I'm still on the stage half the time now. So <laughs> at some point, they will relegate me to the box upstairs, and I will just sit there and bemoan to anybody who will listen, hopefully of a partner in crime, about how much better things used to be and how this stuff is terrible. <laughs> um, that don't bode well for me, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tex Richmond says uh, he, he has this pretense that he's going to take the Muppet Studios and turn it into a museum. And he says, I think I'll call this room the Kermit the Frog's old office room. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cooper plays uh, Tex Richmond and is very good in this. Mm-hmm, very good. He's you know, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Do you ever see American Beauty? Yeah. He's the neighbor... Um, He's the neighbor. I don't want to give away the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah, the neighbor yeah. whose uh, son is dating Kevin Spacey's daughter. Yep, 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 yep. He's kind of homophobic and, yep. and yeah. Um, he's in a he's in a few things, but the, that's, that's the the biggest thing. Wait, is Chris Cooper? Don't know whose phone that was. Oh, okay. Um, so we've got the standard rich and famous contract Kermit signed thirty years ago. And they talk about how if they can't raise $10 million, then that'll be it for the um, cinema or the uh, the studios. And I think it's Stadler Waldorf say, if I didn't know better, I'd say this was an important plot point. <laughs> uh, and Tex Richmond goes, there's oil under this studio. I can smell it. <laughs> More importantly, the Geographical Survey I commissioned said that it's there. <laughs> liquid gold yeah so that's that's an easy one to go i want money it's it's just it's an easy thing to do the optimism and almost almost, the muppets are hippies let's be honest the muppets are hippies Mm -hmm. right and you put them against you know the evil and you know anti-environmental money 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 corporate america it's it's an easy story to tell and this is where we get the maniacal laugh maniacal Maniacal laugh laugh. so rather than do the laugh i'm going to say i'm doing the laugh because he can't laugh is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, what, um, a blue guy with green eyes. I can't remember. I can never remember his name. Oh, I've got mentions his name it. later on here. Yeah. yeah, mentions it at one point. He says, just because you can't laugh or something like that. Deathly, deadly, deadly. Uncle Deadly. Yeah. Yeah, that's his name. We've, he's got like, like he's almost like a dragon in a sense. Yeah, the blue yeah. guy with the English accent. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Deadly. He's like a Chinese dragon. Yeah. Like Mishu. Shame on you. Shame on your cow. Shame everywhere. <laughs> dishonor on you. Dishonor, dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> um, what do we got here? So, of course, Walter hears all this, and after he leaves, he screams, and then we smash cut. To, oh, he runs. <laughs> he runs. And it's a great, it's like cinematography wise. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. To have like a point of view, almost like fisheye shot on him. Yeah. As, as he's, he's running, running, and then we smash cut to them all on the on the bus, and he's still screaming, and, ah. and Gary and Mary are just looking at him. Off his face has changed slightly, so it's now oh. it's like. It's, continued screen face is brilliant it's very funny and so they determine they need to find kermit but how are we going to find kermit and they stop and it says maps of stars houses and walter <laughs> goes i think i have an idea and we smash with them eating hot dogs and like, this was a great idea but how do we i guess it was a hot dog shop right outside of, of the hot dogs yeah clever so how do we find and that's what this film is great at it's like what what do you think we're leading you towards surprise yeah. we're just gonna go so anybody who thinks like the randomness of family guys i mean like the, people were doing it way before that Absolutely. like yeah um so um they just drive around and it's got to be probably pretty hard to find kermit's house in la turns out barely 
Super easy? <laughs> barely an inconvenience. <laughs> That's the one. And of course, I was say on the barely gates. easy. Yeah. And of course, the boys are like, how are we going to do it? I don't know. We should go back to the hotel. And she's doing the whole, guys, guys. Probably how Georgia feels in the pod sometimes. Literally that. Uh, <laughs> so um, they're going to th- come up with a conclusion because, you know, Kermit's got a gate because he cares about his security and privacy. So he has a gated like house with his face on it. And Miss Piggies. Piggies, yeah. And Miss Piggies. And so uh, they make the decision, um, throw me over. Is that, that's electric fence. Come on, it's Kermit. It's not going to be electric fence. I don't know what those three rods are supposed to be if not electric fence. <laughs> exactly. But again, Mary's right again. And it shocks him. And then we see the reveal of Kermit. And he's backlit. And there's angelic voices. And that's because there's this a bus, bus full of a choir driving by. <laughs> a great little visual joke. Uh, Walter faints. He comes to either at Kermit's house. He faints again. 80s robot, which was a lovely little character choice. 80s robot comes out and offers him a choice of tab or new Coke. Yep. It was kind of like Rocky, wasn't it? You know, when he has the robot come in. Is that Rocky 4? Mm, he, he has the robot that comes in and offers him drinks and stuff, doesn't it? That's what it reminded me. Does he? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's supposed to show the affluence. Isn't he? Is that when he's, when he's blown all his money? Yeah, I think he loses everything at that point. Uh, I think that's four, isn't it? I know in five he definitely does, but five's in the early 90s. Yeah, no, so. this is like an 80s feel. Okay. Um, so probably four or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they uh, – so, and Tab's a good choice because Tab is, of course um, – It's an old school drink, isn't it? Tab was Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave it a different name because they didn't want to call it Coke because it was supposed to be different from Coke. But you can't get Tab anymore, can you? They were in a war with Pepsi at the time. No, they just rebranded as Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They were showing you – Apparently there's a place in like – there's still a couple places you can get Tab, like places in Vegas or something like that. It must just be for novelty. Okay. They must just do a few – like change the label on a few of them. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so Kermit says the only way to raise that kind of money would be to put on a show, but that's not going to happen because people forgot about them. And he goes for a walk, which it doesn't really matter what everyone's doing because we don't say it with them. We go with Kermit. And we get the song Pictures in My Head. And Georgia is crying again. What a wonderful metaphor for memories. Yeah, and how they all come to life, the pictures yeah. on the wall. It reminded me of a quote from the last episode of The Office. Which is Andy Bernard says, I wish there was a time to realize you were in the good times while you were in them. Yeah. And that's true of most things. Places that I've worked or good situations. where, yeah, But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be having the good times if you're remembering the good times when well, they're happening. The, the idea being like, to not to remember, but to recognize this is a good time. When I think back, you just kind of think this is normal and it will always be like this. And you don't ever think, oh no, things change. People move. People do different things. Things end up being not as fun as they once were. Is this the good time? Oh, there's the good times. <laughs> These are the times we'll look back on and probably, we'll go... Probably, yeah. But we're consciously bringing it up. <laughs> I don't know what to call these little things. I got some little... Fruit flies. Fruit flies, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. A Jeez. little bit like um, back in the days when we used to do um, shows together. We did a lot of shows, didn't we? A lot of shows. It was like show after show after show. Yeah, it was, it was, I did a run of several years where I, I was never not doing a show. Yeah, we, all three of us really, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And now we don't. Yeah, now we don't. I mean, lockdown. Really oh, yeah, really, that, really, side really yeah. that side of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do the show for the first time in a while now, and it's uh, it's all right. It's all right. I'm really enjoying it. Uncle Festa, yeah? Yeah, that's me, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, can you not? <laughs> no. Oh. Ordered my wig the other day. 
Very excited. I've changed some of the dialogue. Have you? I have. I thought you might. Didn't ask for permission, just did it. <laughs> and then got scolded afterwards. <laughs> Couldn't scold me that much. The whole cast went, that's better. Because <laughs> <laughs> in that show, um, Fester's like, it's almost like he's like that Buttons character with the audience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's, it's almost, it's very panto-y almost what he does. Mm-hmm. So he's like the only one who's aware. It's kind of like Muppets. He's the only one who's kind of like aware he's in a show at times. Mm-hmm. so well not at times he is he literally he's states at times uh yeah i think him and gomez are the only ones that make any reference to it yeah yeah so that's always fun is there going to be a cameo from the hand there is supposed to be it's written into the script whether there will be how they pull it off i have no idea no, no um do you know in the original tv show that was always lurch's hand the same guy who played lurch it was lurch's hand that came out of the box that's all right yeah and only in the few scenes where lurch and thing were in the same they then would put like the director's hand <laughs> in the box because they needed someone else to do it it's great back to our film uh all the pictures come to life at some point and speak to kermit and some even join in song and percussion i like that fozzie's was the first when i was a kid fozzie yeah. was my favorite and he's still the one that i lean most towards yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fozzie i do <laughs> fozzie's my least favorite Muppet. are you serious <laughs> i think it's because of the jokes Oh, yeah. I think Fozzie has such an innocent Actually, spirit no, about him. That's not true. Miss Piggy's my least favorite. Uh, closely followed she's by my least favorite. She's my least favorite. Fozzie, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the last picture was covered, and yeah. it never gets. And we can see underneath it for a moment. It's of Piggy, and he won't uncover it. Nope. And let's remember: in the Muppets Take Manhattan, they get married. Yeah. And the question is because they always used to reset after each movie. You know, it was really strange as a kid because you'd watch the Muppet movie, the first one. And they finished together. And you knew the great Muppet Caper, which was the second Muppet movie to come out. And I was like, they had to meet again? And I'm like, Wait, you met the last one? <laughs> so I was like, okay, each one we're going to reset. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Because Muppets Take Manhattan. I think they meet again in that one or something like that. Or, but they get married. And like, it's not really, but it actually turned out that was something they actually would continue with. Didn't they yeah. do one from Outer Space or something? They did. I don't remember much about that one. No. That one it's was Muppet Treasure Island as well. Isn't Muppet it? Treasure, but those are different because it's like Muppet Christmas Carol. They're yeah. like of, of its thing. I just remember Muppet Take Manhattan was a video. I remember I watched it with my dad. It's one of the last things we watched. I think I can remember. Wow. Yeah. The Naked Gun as well. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I like, too young. For I that like one. the Naked Gun. Um, what do we got here? Um, so he goes, yeah, that was a long time ago. He goes back to Gary and Mary and Walter. Yeah. And she goes, wow, it sounds like, uh, or maybe it's, uh, Gary says, sounds like you guys aren't getting back together. <laughs> and then Mary goes, this is going to be a really short movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. Um, and Walter goes, but you give people, come on, you have to do it. You're the Muppets. You give people the greatest gift ever. Children. No, no, the other one. Oh, ice cream. <laughs> definitely ice cream so after that laughter yes laughter the third greatest gift ever that's even funny in itself and that seems to work yeah uh no actually not yet because it goes don't you see kermit and then they do the whole it's time to play the music it's time to light the lights it's time to meet the muppets and then Kermit plays the last bit of the refrain, but the piano's out of tune. I like that. Which symbolically suggests that it's not right. It's not working. It can't yeah. happen. Uh huh. Oh, it's so well done. And you're like, okay, he's determined. No, 30 seconds later, I didn't know what happened. They're on the road. Like, they've, they're like, but we really want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, time to get everyone. But he goes, well, how are we going to do that? And he goes, didn't you see our first movie? We drive. <laughs> I just love any reference to them being aware of what's going on. It's nice. 
Uh, they get in the car. They go to Reno to meet the Muppets. And the rainbow connection is being violated. It's like, why are there such great prices on our hotel rooms? And if you look, Dave Grohl from Nirvana and the Foo Fighters is playing drums, cosplaying as an animal. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Um, and so, and this is like this is where you would imagine Fozzie would end up. Mm. doing like a little show at some like dead at lounge act not successful living off the the great times he once had it's not even vegas it's reno it's reno it's not even (laughs) vegas but this is like this is where fozzy should end up if he breaks away from the muppets yeah yeah yeah. um kermit introduces oh this is walter he's a close personal friend or a personal friend and then walter faints again (laughs) yeah which is nice um b-tech miss piggy comes back with the rest of the muppets miss poogie going so i punched him in the face and they all laugh and dave Grohl is great because much like jason siegel in the opening like he's he's got to sell this yeah and he's not with a bunch of puppets he's with the muppets yep oh he's so good i think that's why this is the muppets is so difficult to get right and how why they do so few like new things with the muppets now is because you have to get the right people in they have to be people that respect the fact that the muppets are muppets and not puppets because if not it doesn't work yeah if you get people that don't sell it it it's, it's doesn't work it's just shit then isn't it like it has to be no these are the muppets i'm working with the muppets how cool is that not there's a show in it like so fozzy chooses to join kermit i think i would too uh we go and we get gonzo he's the richest plumbing magnet in the rust belt and there's this great this is great joke i don't know if anybody else caught it he's like tell so-and-so to send all the silly putty back to beijing and then he goes tell the wireless plumbing department i don't mind the mess just keep trying <laughs> that is funny. plumbing without pipes or something yeah, like that so yeah, like yeah. like can you like literally what he's referring to i don't mind the mess yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just really funny. But he seems a success at it. But uh, yeah. what makes me laugh is here's a big bit here and then really nothing rest in the movie. I'm not... See, the way you probably feel about, about Fozzie, mm. I've always felt about Gonzo. I love Gonzo. Oh, really? I, I, really, yeah. don't, I really don't care no, for Gonzo. I'm a big fan of Gonzo. Because Gonzo's... Here's, I think here's the reason why. It probably still was indicative of how I feel about stuff in general. Gonzo's all physical comedy. Yeah. Whereas Fozzie's... I've just never liked Fozzie's voice. I can't oh, really? it. I just don't like Again, it. Again, I don't like Gonzo in the Muppet movies apart from A Christmas Carol. He's great in A Christmas Carol. Oh, A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah. I think I said he was the best part of Christmas yeah, Carol. Yeah. I think. He's yeah. great in that. And they should do more stuff like that with him because he's great. Oh, yeah. he's brilliant in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. We haven't been talking too much about the voices to this point. Kermit's is the worst voice of the three I've talked it's about hard, so far. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to, to duplicate. Yeah. I, I think, think Fozzie's just, is pretty good. I think I've just heard so much of new Kermit that I don't... Maybe new Kermit is your default Kermit. It might be, yeah. yeah. Um, Slightly off. Kermit's is a bit off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one, I was like trying... Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a... Uh, some uh, words you say are off as well. Yep. Gonzo turns Kermit down, and then Walter says, Hey, just as we're going... I once saw you recite Hamlet while flying a motorcycle through a ring of fire. <laughs> Which is something like they would do. Yeah, it is, it is. Which it is. is like the most absurd thing, and I love it. But the absurdity is what makes the Muppets the Muppets. Yeah, that's that because the Muppets weren't for kids. No. The Muppets were on HBO, they were on prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my stepdad. I hope he's okay with me sharing this. He once told me that everybody would just smoke a doobie <laughs> and then they'd go watch the Muppets. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like what you did with Saturday night. Uh, I was like, that's great. Jim Henson would be proud. Would he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was such a cool dude. I mean, I think I mentioned it when we did the other one, but like, there's a documentary on uh, the YouTube channel Defunctland that did a Jim Henson like mini series. Yeah, I've seen and that. it did the entirety of Jim Henson's like life and career, and it is it's absolutely brilliant. If you want to know anything more about Muppets and Jim Henson, go watch that because it is it's probably about four hours long total, but it is. I've watched well, a fair well, chunk of it, if not all of it, at your suggestion. I really well, enjoy it. Well, well worth it. I mean, Again. Like, from, I mean, you find out right at the beginning, Jim Henson never wanted to be a puppeteer. He, he went into art school to do something else and just happened to take a puppetry class and then yeah. made Kermit with his mother's old green coat. Yep. And half and a have ping pong ball. ball. Yep. And it was, and that's how it came to be. And he's doing things that weren't cool at the time. He was doing things that weren't, you know, people didn't know. No one, was cr- no one was begging for puppet shows at no, this point. Yeah. No. He and he bounced around it. a lot. Yeah. yeah. The TV ads and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um, so um camilla talks gonzo into it <laughs> and she's got subtitles it and i'm like it's they- like two sentences of subtitles which just goes <laughs> like, that, that's like, it. you know what you want to do or something like that don't need to hide it anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. and i'm like has she always had subtitles and i'm like no i don't think so i don't think so um and so he reveals himself but of course the most gonzo thing ever he's got he's got his cape on the great gonzo again I've been and he says for years. i've been wearing this under my suit for a year <laughs> <laughs> for years not just years. for a year for no, years I, yeah. I will put money but it says a year I'm I sure it's said, years I thought he said years uh, we will look that one up because okay. I'm 100% sure it's a year I'm with Georgia why would it be a year because it's it's finally getting to him he's finally admitting to himself no I think he's just no. been he's been hiding it all along he's been wearing it the whole time I look forward to next week I'm That's with Georgia I'm fine we, we, you'll, you'll keep saying your part I'll keep saying my part no <laughs> yeah. one's gonna go Oh, you've convinced nah it's not gonna happen uh, you know how i say like if people feel more sure about it than i do i usually go okay i'm probably wrong you know you're 100 percent sure. this ain't one of those times <laughs> this ain't one of those times i'm 110 yeah he was elaine thompson though and look someone, where that went. someone's getting the yellow button next week that's they all i'm are, saying they are, they are. um either way he's wearing a cape underneath his suit is. and so he has this button that he's made up that says uh automatic destroy plumbing business button yeah, <laughs> and they run away. Yeah, like, just appoint someone to run the business yeah. in your stead and cash the checks. Yeah, like if you're that big, he probably could have donated ten million himself. Yeah, we're yeah. Just, we're not going to think too hard about Gonzo's money because that could have solved a lot of problems they actually in this done. film. They they could have hired celebrities. <laughs> just a thought. Um, there's an explosion, uh, and then as it, everybody comes to, I think it's Fozzie best character who says boy that was an expensive looking explosion i can't believe we had that in the budget <laughs> waka, waka, waka. which is great on to animal um and animals having a therapy session now i know this woman is the therapist from how i'm sorry as the neighbor from how i met your mother i've never she's done that. some other things but that's how i know her uh, yeah i recognize it but yeah uh jack black is part of the group too he's uh, animals court appointed sponsor and apparently animals trigger word is drums obviously now <laughs> It's a word that's got synonyms, percussion, mm-hmm. skins. I'll go with that. That's enough. Yep. <laughs> um, and it turns out, because it's Animal Off, but also Jack Black's is one of his. Jack Black's really good in this. He's great. Jack Black. And again, you have to, he, Jack Black is like, you want to do the man or a Muppet? Like, he's also one who could be part of that song, because Jack Black's made a career out of basically being a Muppet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um. He then, uh, she goes, something about how it's Tuesday. He punches someone in the face and says, that's one of my trigger words as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone stopped punching. Yeah, Everybody, this scene probably added to the PG rating. 
What, all the violence? Yeah. Yeah, probably, actually. Actual physical <laughs> human yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah. Human on human violence. Yep. Um, and so they go, Shall I suggest we pick up the rest of the group via montage? And it's, again, so clever. So they do. So we get Dr. T from the Electric Mayhem, Professor Honeydew and no, Beaker. I think he is just Doctor. I've gone back and looked. I think he's still just Doctor. I think he's Doctor Honeydew as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll let you look that up. And then we see Scooter at Google headquarters. That is the, they actually went, flew to Zurich to shoot that scene. <laughs> that is the actual Google headquarters in Zurich. That is so cool. Someone managed it. Yeah, we'll go. We got that shot because we care about the integrity. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a holiday is what happened there. Yeah, he's yeah, Dr. Cool. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Wow, so two doctors back-to-back scenes. Yep. There's a lot of, uh, I'm guessing Dr. Teeth isn't an actual. It'd be great if Dr. Teeth was actually like, had his doctor in like English literature or something like that. I wonder. Yeah. It wasn't a just a stage name. He just got his teeth into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big Muppet chases after the car and goes, oh, wait for me, guys. Oh, not again, because he did the same thing in 1979 in the yeah. first Muppet movie. Yeah. Was he selling cars then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where they get their trading because they hit a fly and it That's creates a decimal it. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you said the price on the sticker is the price we pay. <laughs> I think it's Gonzo who says yeah, that. Yeah. Um, nice little callback. So they go and they cut it and there's a group saying, oh, everybody together. And Rolf goes, hey, why didn't you bring up my story? <laughs> and he goes, Oh, okay. And you have this flashback, and it's just Rolf's just sleeping in a hammock. And they go, Rolf, we're getting the gang back together. You want to do? He's like, Yeah, yeah all right. All right. Yeah. And then they come back to Rolf in the chat in the car again in the present timeline. He goes, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read somewhere that Rolf was actually um, Jim Henson's favorite Muppet. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah, it was the one that was most like him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Rolf's really funny. But, but like but really quiet and understated, understated, time, yeah. dry. I haven't really seen much Muppets since I was a kid. It's just the movies that I see. Is Rolf the oldest Muppet? What do you mean? Rolf by might pre. Does Rolf predate Kermit? Uh yes, he does. Yeah, Rolf is in the adverts before Kermit. Rolf, R- Rolf is the first character to appear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that where I had a fondness for him then? Maybe, yeah. Um. So, uh, Kermit. Uh, then they said, oh we got the whole gang together and they're like no we don't what about no that's everybody <laughs> and, and you just say what about miss piggy <laughs> and she's in paris so you can't drive to paris it's too far unless you drive by map and they do Travel and it's again map. a really funny bit it drives literally out uh, off of the beach so they, oh. they had to put the, the the car underneath the water yeah, yeah. that's amazing so cool um, and i was looking in the car because that looked like there was people in the car it had to be someone. Do you know what I mean? Because there's some movie. Jason Siegel puts on the window, lets out a huge breath. I'm like, that's funny. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's that line, right? Of, oh, okay, you travel by map, but then he acts like he held his breath the whole... I'm like, it's really... Like, which rules apply and which ones don't, but rather yeah, than be a yeah, criticism, yeah. they're playing with your expectations yeah. of both. Because yeah. you can usually have them fly and go, okay, they're in Paris. But he takes the... That's just, that's just someone going, there's, a, there's, there's, there's another joke here. There's something funny still here. That'd have been you, though. That's the secret with a comedy. You have to go... Okay, like we're we're in, a, we're in a show right now, and it's it's a, it's a comedy. Yeah. And the first set is you got to learn your lines. Yeah. And where you stand, where you do all that stuff. And the next crew is once you learn the lines, you got to go. And now, how do we make it funny? And how do we make sure that we all pay attention enough to let the audience laugh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if you cut the audience off in a live performance, I think that's when we're doing Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. You're teaching the audience don't laugh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you, won't laugh. Yeah. So we need, you need to give them a chance so they go, oh, we should laugh. It's the same reason why there's a laugh track on Friends. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's this was funny. 
laugh here, please. That's why people go, oh, if you take the, the laughter out of Friends, it's so cringy. Of course it is. They're playing for a live audience who are laughing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You take away that live, you know, and it, it, was, it, it, just, it just a, looks like there being awkward pauses. There was a live audience, though, wasn't Yeah, of course there, there was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always filmed in front of a live audience. Yeah. And even said, um, I'm well, not sure if Friends, friends said Friends. Did, friends is, cheers, cheers, I was going, Cheers yeah, is filmed in front of a live studio audience. audience. That was nice. Yeah. And it was a different character each week, wasn't it, that said the. Said the line, yeah. You've seen some cheers? I have seen some cheers. Uh, there we go. You're making your way in the world today. That was the first, <laughs> that was one of the first clear for takeoffs. Maybe yeah. the, one of the ones you've actually watched some of. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the only one I've actually continued to watch. Oh, I love cheers. Yeah. Um, so we're in Paris and we see Emily Blunt. And Emily Blunt is basically just redoing her character from Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. See, which is a is film a, we need to do. This do. is the first time I've watched this knowing who Emily Blunt is. Yes. So when she came up there, I went, oh my God, it's Emily Blunt. I will say that. The number of cameos I got this time versus the last time I yeah, saw this, definitely. which must have been years ago. I love her. There's so many more of it I got this time. And Emily that, Blunt is amazing. I love that haircut of her. <laughs> oh. It's weird to think how big she's gotten since this since that movie, this movie, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I mean, she did it in the woods. Yeah. She's done, I think she'd go on the train. She did Mary Poppins Mary Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Which is a brilliant movie. It was a, she was a perfect choice for that. If she someone's got to redo Julie Andrews. Are you saying she was practically perfect, perfect in every way? way. Yeah, she the was. only way you can make that any better is next time they do it, it's me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that me. That is literally the only, only criticism I have I'm is that Mary it wasn't Poppins. me. <laughs> I know that I want to be... All right, Mary Poppins. <laughs> you got the accent, though. I can't. I still stand by it. Dick Van Dyke doesn't get nearly enough credit for that film. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's amazing, he is isn't so good in that Do film. Do you know, right? I watched a documentary on Mary Poppins, and the dancers, the male dancers that dance with him, they were professional, proper yeah, yeah. dance he for years. Up, His yeah. physicality they is insane in that he film. He could pick them dance up like you wouldn't believe. Yep. They said for an actor, it was amazing. Even when he, he doubles up. Guy. And as a kid, I never realized he was the old banker at the oh, end. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. And the bit where he's like almost falling over. His physicality. Amazing. Is, like Mary Poppins gets away with the idea that everything she does is magic. Yeah. Bert's doing it just for legit. Yeah. yeah. He's up there with like Gene Wilder on the physicality level, isn't he? Like he's, he's great. When I was a kid, I, I, I don't know if we, because we have reviewed Mary Poppins, which we probably we should do for this one at some point. But we, we've, we reviewed it on Talking the Mickey. Yeah. And uh, I may have shared back then. My, my sister used to love Mary Poppins and would play. We've talked about the, about the Titanic soundtrack, yeah, yeah. Uh, which my sister would get back to me about and said, "Yeah, I did that." Whoops. <laughs> um, but she, would, she tends to overplay things. And at one point in her life, it was Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins was, was always on. As kids are with their videos, they'll watch the same yeah, thing yeah. over and over and over again. It's, it's their favorite movie. They they don't have the idea of being bored yet because they would, know like five movies. I would much rather Mary Poppins than my brother's choice for a while, which was Alvin and the Chipmunks. There you so go. you know, but. I think it burned me off, but though I never paid enough attention or appreciated what Dick Van Dyke does in that film. He oh. is so good. That will be a very sad day. And I like yeah. his I'm accent probably not very that. far away, but a very, very sad day. Yeah. Yeah. I like the accent of his in that. Because it's just cartoony. It is, you know, what it is. Well, Mary you know? Poppins, London. We've talked, we've made that joke, you yeah. know. There's like 12 people who live in that city, right? So why yeah. can't Bert who, be there? Who cares? Yeah. He's brilliant. He's great. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think he really minds. Like, he's like, oh, I never care. He's iconic. He is. He's 96 currently. No matter, no matter wow. what else he does, so and he's had a long career. He's done a lot of stuff. I, the first role he'll be remembered for is Bert and Mary Poppins. Yeah. L- and this is one what of the most recent murder. photos of him. Smiling, yeah. Look at him. Just a happy guy, isn't he? He's just an absolute legend. He's a joy, isn't he? He yeah. had this great 
Oh, great. But he had this television show where he was like a doctor, like help solve crimes, oh, I think. Nicest murder. That was it. It's great. That was a fun, it was like a and male version son. of Murder, She Wrote. And his son was in it. And his real son in real life. Was it really? Yeah. yeah nepotism he, exists. Oh, that's great. Um, so, um, all right, Devil Wears Prada. That was it. Um, Emily Blunt. And so they go, hey, Miss Piggy can see you in September. And that's like, that's three months away. And Fozzie goes, six months. And Fozzie goes, oh, it's nothing. I once waited a whole year for September. (laughs) Uh, They dress up as Muppet Man. It's a bit, uh, all right. It's a bunch of Muppets dressed up as like a giant coat. It's a joke you've seen in every other show ever. It makes sense that they do it as well. Right. And it's funnier than most. Yeah. Yep. I imagine it's one for for the kids. Yeah. Um, but they go into her office and we hear eeny meeny miny mo, and it's which donut is she going to eat? Because Miss Piggy's got to be it's got to be Miss Piggy. But you yeah. think that they're, they're talking about the dresses, don't you? I think. Oh yeah, she makes yeah. a sort of big important decision, and the reveal is that it's, it's donuts. donuts. And you're, yeah. of course it is. <laughs> uh, I famously hate Miss Piggy, and of course she's always going to show up about you know a third of the way through the film. You got to introduce Miss Piggy or whatever the deal is. Yeah. Um, as far as Miss Piggy representations go, this is nowhere near. Like the, I hated her in the Muppet movie. Nineteen seventy nine is my movie. Hated her, but um, I don't know. Uh, you were going. How does she not recognize Muppet Man? Well, thankfully she was. I can't believe I fell for Muppet Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she and Kermit instantly have that spark again, but inevitably she turns them down because she wants Kermit to say that he individually needs her rather than we need you. But he's not going to do that. No, he's not good with that. And she goes, just remember, I cannot be replaced. <laughs> Who could possibly replace moi? That's moi. quite good, actually. <laughs> you should do it next time. Do I should do Miss Piggy? Yeah. Oh, Frank Oz, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it wasn't him in this, was it? So? No, it wasn't him in this. Uh, so it turns out Miss um, Poogie, Poogie is who they're going to get. Uh, she's Which introduced, is the man Muppet, right? I don't think so. He comes, she or he comes across as a man muppet. They play, they play with the idea that that Miss Poogie's androgynous. Yeah, yeah. Like very, you know, they never, angry. they never clarify. No. Um, so picture of a I mean, telethon Miss refers to her sister, but like that's yeah. But she even goes, yeah. Uh, yeah, sister. Yeah. Um, they pitch the telethon, and NBC let their logo be shown as they're turning down the telethon. Peacock's there as well, isn't it? That's NBC. Oh, okay. And television. Does yeah. it? And then finally, CDE Television with Rashida Jones and CDE. The joke is ABC. Yeah, CDE. Uh, and Rashida Jones is there. And eventually, the Muppets would be. Disney owns ABC, so it's a little bit of a thing uh, there. Okay. Says you're not famous anymore. She's like circle of reference, and says here's everybody who's popular. And then she like takes this part from behind and unfurls it, and it's like <laughs> yeah. the galaxy goes way over. And here's you. And they're like, oh, no. And, you know, you're not famous anymore. Here's what's famous. And it's Punch Teacher, hosted by Ken Jeong, who uh, you might know as Benjamin Chang from Community. Yeah. So he hosts this, you know, teacher you can hear going, I just want to make a difference. And they're like, <laughs> punch him. <laughs> and then speaking of Community. Yeah. Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> Donald Glover, a very young looking Donald yeah, Glover yeah. comes in. And cuts off Kermit's speech to say Punch Teacher is cancelled. I think he must have this before Community. I don't know what your Community starts. It's got to be really close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the teachers' unions are suing. 
But what have they got to complain about? Yeah. So and she goes, but what am I going to do with this two-hour black hole in my schedule? And, of course, the Muppets are all there. She goes, fine, you have two hours, but you need a celebrity host. Uh, we cut back to... 2009 community started, so this is oh, a bit so just, in, yeah. just our, Well, they probably filmed it in 2010, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah b- very early into yeah. it. Um, Tex, Uncle... Uh, oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know who Donald Glover is, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. This is America. He's uh, so good. He is very good. <laughs> Tech, uh, I haven't seen Atlanta. I tried to get through Atlanta. Uh, one episode of it, I was in the right mood for it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's his, I've not seen it. It's, it came big the same time Fleabag did. Uh, okay. So they were both breaking out, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which is when they were supposed to be playing Mr. and Mrs. Smith in a remake together. Um, but that This is America is incredible. Oh, it's... There's a lot being said there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we come back to Tex, Uncle Deadly, and Bobo the Bear. And I don't know, Tex making a speech, but I just thought the part where he says, and those Muppets are going to be running home with their tails between their legs. Some of them literally. <laughs> because they've got tails. Because those ones have tails. <laughs> <laughs> back to the Muppet Theater. Gary volunteers he, Mary, and Walter to clean up the theater. Mary looks conflicted. They go, oh, this is boring. They go, don't you remember you do this to music? Yeah, because it's just this shot of just Scooter just, just trying to just do one little bit by himself. Floor, yeah. And this is where you get uh, one of my, you know, this is a, fil- uh, a song that's got a really bad rap, at least in North America it does. We built this city. This Ariel Speedwagon? We built uh, no, that's. Um, Dexter's, no? Jefferson Starship. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Or so, Starship now. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your view on this? Good song, bad song? well uh i don't like it now because of somebody else used it in a musical once yeah oh, that's right. <laughs> that is, it's genuine that is genuinely tainted no that can, is. That can, ha- that can yeah, happen yeah. because that can happen. Of that. you can like reappropriate things yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. although start to slightly reappropriate when we got um built the city on sausage rolls to like number one oh, for the christmas it was the christmas Bible. one weren't it yeah. last year yeah there you go yeah didn't know about that um what else do we have here um, so they find Beauregard, who I guess has been stuck in the theater for 30 the years. Time, yeah. uh, Kermit goes to his Rolodex. People used to have them. Yep. Never in my... Uh, I wasn't, wasn't old enough to do no, that either. one. But he phones President Carter and like, oh, he moved? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, so he's phoned the White House. He's phoned the White House. Yeah, Funny yeah. joke. I'm like, Kermit, you haven't been defrosted. No. Like, you might not be on TV, but you are aware the world exists around you still, right? Like, what yeah. were you doing for 30 years? Yeah. You weren't looking at those pictures. <laughs> um, so he also tries to phone up Raleigh, sorry, Molly Ringwald. That's funny. Um, and I'll tell you what, they open the fridge, and the fridge looks rough. This is where you can hear what the Swedish chef is saying. Oh, what's he saying? He gets, he gets hold of his, you know, he gets like the flamethrower, and he yeah. goes, ma, 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 ma. He goes, say hello to my little friend. That's brilliant. That's very funny. I've never even seen the original, but, but I know exactly the references. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know it, but I know the references. Scarface, yeah. Scarface. yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. It's what he says. It's brilliant. Brian De Palma, I think. And all is, of the eh? fruit and veg mm. go, ah! Yeah, I'm like, did he just kill sentient food? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, there's a shot then afterwards of them all blackened. I think there's one tomato that just goes, no. That might be the PG rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gary doesn't want to leave Walter because he thinks Walter needs him. Um, and Mary's like, I don't think he does. And he doesn't like Kermit. He's like, he's, he's with his peeps now. Yep. 
Uh, and she goes, just don't forget about me. We're still on for dinner on Friday. Now, I mean, anybody paying attention can figure out what's going to happen. Here. Of course. Yeah. But, okay, a reminder again, this dinner is really important. It's on Friday. And he's like, you go sightsee on your own, and then we'll meet up for, for dinner. Um, Kermit thanks Walter and says, hey, welcome aboard. He's like, wow, welcome aboard. I'm like, yep, you're a Muppet. They're the Muppets. Feels pretty natural. Like, Scooter's a Muppet. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a town, but he does some. Is and he, there's. Well, he does have a talent. He runs the show. Oh, yeah, stage. but he doesn't have an on stage no, talent. No, not an on stage talent. For the record, I'm, I'm fully supportive of I, I love the crew and the shows <laughs> that, that, that I do. <laughs> Couldn't do the shows without them, and vice versa. Kev Dog. They love to do the shows, too. They do. So, yeah. There's an ad for Cars 2, which is very clearly outside as the sun comes up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's an ad, whatever they call it, thingy, don't they? Product placement. Yeah, a little product placement, a little yeah, bit yeah, of. It puts it in the in the real world, though, doesn't it? Like Again, it, yep. it puts it in this in the here and now, which I think is is very. Clever. Well, talking about yeah. art imitating life, imitating art imitating life. Um, oh, not there yet. Sorry. Um, while the Muppets are cleaning the theater, chickens are resting uh, above an old wooden board. On the board is the date September twenty fourth, nineteen thirty six. Is that the year Jim Henson was born? That's Jim Henson's birthday. The Muppet Theater. Uh, the, the day prior to the DVD of the film's release, um, the Muppets were awarded the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. It is located in front of the El Capitan Theater, which plays the Muppet Theater in the movie. It's, uh, I think cool. there's a video of them like getting it and like the picture being taken and stuff, I believe. I think I've seen that. and it was. Um, if, I might be misremembering. Mis- no, you're fine. Uh, the next day, Piggy returns and face off with Poogie. They do the whole, who are you calling sister? Sister. Sister. Uh, Piggy distracts Poogie and then assaults her. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I never got, I, I never cared for the violence in Piggy. I mean, never I did. Why, one of the reasons I don't like Piggy as well is because she's like one of the only like prominent female Muppets as well. And we're, we're supposed to laugh at that too. We're and supposed to approve of this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not bothered that she's voiced by a man. It's absolutely fine. But like, she is a female Muppet, and yeah. I think the only other one is um, one of the girls in uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Mayhem. Yep. It's one of the only other ones. Yeah, you're probably chicken, right. And the chickens. Yep. But, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you just deconstruct the Muppets, it actually gets a little bit weird. Uh, Piggy says she came back not for him but for them. They do a dry run for Rashida Jones. It goes badly. And the, the, eventually, they go, what's the problem? What's animal? Animal won't drum. Um, Jack Black says no drumming. <laughs> Jack Black said no drumming. Uh, Walter turns down a chance to do something in the show because everybody else is so talented. And they cut to Fosse with some fart shoes. <laughs> uh, this we'll caused controversy amongst the Muppeteers. Some said this is too lowbrow for us. Uh, okay. But in the film, they go, but it's not supposed to get a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 at least not at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the reasons um, Frank Oz, I mean, he he had already stopped Muppeteering, but yeah. one of the reasons he turned down doing this as well is because he thought thought the script was too below where the Muppets were supposed to be. He um, liked it to be more edgy. I think is what he said. With oh, them. really? Yeah. Actually, you're not wrong. I have a note about that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, we cut to Mary, who's on her own party of one. She's having a me party. party. I don't know. What do you think about this? It's a fun little song. I like it, but like it. It's the right length. It didn't need to be any longer. No. Like, and the cut between her and Piggy's Piggy, doing the same yeah. thing. You know what I love? I can't believe I'm saying this. You know what I love about, about Amy Adams in this? What's that? Piggy's more glamorous than she is. Yeah. Like, Amy Adams is continuously just not a plain girl, mm-hmm. but she's the girl next door and is not supposed to glamorize in any way. She's actually quite... But those dresses she wears What's the word I'm looking for here? 
not attainable, relatable. She's related. She's just. Yes. When I watched this in 2011 in the cinema, I watched it with my nan. I remember it quite clearly. Um, I remember thinking, I want to be like Amy Adams when I grow up. Really? That is that is who I wanted to be was Amy Adams in this film. I do love her. I still in this film. still do. To be fair, like I would still quite happily live the Amy Adams life. You gonna like, fix my car? I probably yeah, I could. <laughs> so I, I tell you what I did yesterday. I went to the shops and got some stuff I needed, and then I went and got petrol, and then I swung around the little petrol bit, put air in my tires, and topped up my screen wash like a fully grown up grown up. And there, I did there it. There you go. Uh, I put air in my tires yesterday. Too, All the stuff so. you should need to do anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I did it myself. Like, a <laughs> call me crazy. Up. That's something we should be teaching in school. Yeah, some have of you, these basic things. You, absolutely. Have you, have you looked at the oil and stuff? I know how to. Yeah, but I don't. I don't do it because it's not. I mean, my car lights up if the oil needs changing. In, no. <laughs> in, in most Canadian high schools, they did teach auto shop as as a class you could take. Yeah, they should. And. Um, they would let teachers bring in their cars, and they do like oil changes. Yeah. So the advantage for the staff is you get you get a free oil change. Yeah. yeah. And the students would get learn how to do it. Would learn how to do one. I know. So how to- yeah, it's it's looking back, I kind of wish I'd done it. There's a lot of skills I could have picked up then. I do know how to change a wheel. I can do that. Okay. I know how to put the. I know know how to jack up my car and those sorts of things specifically because i have to do it once because i didn't break down but my tire went on a yeah. on a road and i had to do it then so i've had some experiences so i do know how to do it myself but yeah. again it was like i had to wait until i actually had to do it and then go oh shoot what do i do luckily my car's got a perfectly little placed little triangle in indented in the metal oh where really you put the jack that's clever it's very clever yeah, yeah probably two. because it's a fiat 500 and they know that they're aimed at a very young female audience okay. so they help they're mine helping is, wherever they can mine is under my spare wheel um, uh, okay. No, mine's yeah. got a little. I'll show you. I'll show you. Oh, it's got okay, a little indentation. Cool. Kermit goes to Piggy uh, for a duet, and the prawn guy's in there with her, <laughs> and they're clearly doing like the act from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. They're great. doing the... Uh, the music's playing in the, the background lift. as well. I yeah. have the time of my life. Oh, what's his name? Pepe the Prawn. That's Pepe it. the King Prawn. I love Pepe. Uh, Kermit talks to Tex Richmond, uh, and then he starts to rap. <laughs> and he had to be taught by Brett McKenzie uh, how to rap and use typical rapper mannerisms. <laughs> so, um, apparently, in the original um, Muppet Holiday Special, it's a very merry Muppet Christmas. The plot center and the Muppets putting on a show in order to save, raise money to buy and save their theater from a villain, played by Joan Cusack. Oh. In that special, the theater has made a landmark, saying it can't be demolished, and no matter who owns it, it will always be the Muppet Theater. Uh, this leads to a major plot hole. <laughs> as Tex Richmond wouldn't have been able to demolish it. Ah. Oh, he only wants to demolish the studios, doesn't he? Not the theatre. He just wants to reclaim the theatre. No, he wants to drill for oil. Under the studios, not the theatre. Uh, don't know. Maybe you're right. Yep. Tex says he'll own their names as well. Uh, re-enter the Muppets. A hard, cynical act for a hard, cynical time. <laughs> I did like the Muppet version of Fozzie. Waka waka. Waka. (laughs) Uh, Kermit gives up. Piggy rallies the troops and she plays by a different set of rules. So here's my thought for this, George. Are you ready for this? Because we used to the Gray Man, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to see the Gray Man remade, but I want want Kermit doing uh, Ryan Gosling's part. And I want Piggy as Lloyd. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, that's had good reviews. Well, we've got to see it or skip it on it. Nice, so uh, I do you can see, see our thoughts on it. 
I, st- I stand by the fact that Muppets should be used to retell other stories, but with like only one or two humans and the rest of the characters as Muppets. Oh, could you imagine? Stuff we already know. Nope. Could you imagine Kermit doing John Wick? Can we have Kermit do Die Hard? <laughs> like, how funny would that be? Like, just stupid stuff, but like stuff you don't expect them in. And then there they are. It'd be now great. I have another banjo. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Mary gives Gary a bit of a hard time for doing all that stuff alone. She's been reading a thesaurus. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of strange a teacher needed that to, for citizens for alone, but all right. And then she asks what he wants to do for dinner. He says, oh, whatever you want. You heard it in the, in the fake trailer earlier. And then she walks out. Um Gary asks Walter for help, and he refuses because being in the show is the sole reason they went out there, he says. But it's not. And it's clearly not. No. And I don't care how much you've been swayed. I don't know if they should Walter comes off really badly Mm -hmm. in this part of the movie where, you know, every time he's had a situation, they're going to say, like, Gary's been there the whole time. And he's going, I need your help with something. And he's like, oh, I got my, I got problems. Yeah. It's like, can you drop your problem for once, though, and help this guy who's never come to you for help about anything? Anything, yeah, and helped you all the time, even if it's detrimental to his relationship. Yeah. 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 He's always gone the extra mile. Every time you couldn't go on a ride, and he, he went, oh, no, the ride's garbage anyway. Every time he stood up for you, yeah. and then he comes to you once yeah. and asks for help, and you go, no, and then you say, this is the whole reason we came down here. I got a real issue with Walter. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Not the Disney effect now, is it? No. <laughs> um yeah so operate operation celebranap <laughs> and the soundtrack's very oceans 11 they kidnap cat jack Fair black way. jack black's wearing a motion capture suit it's brilliant <laughs> and there's these oceans 11 slash kill bill kung fu kind of graphics it's great it's great it's brilliant um mary has gone home and asked him in a ask gary in a letter are you a man or are you a muppet and we get the song man or muppet Am I a man? Am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? (laughs) Uh, I'm a very manly Muppet. Uh, Even this is so well written, I reflect on my reflection. That's the opening line. I'm like... And the use of reflections, so they see the other version themselves. So uh, Jason Siegel sees a Muppetized version of himself. I the believe music. that's one of the only <clears throat> times a Muppet has been built around a human face. Probably. I, I don't think it's, I think that's one of the only very, very few times they've Muppetized a actual person. They oh, gave okay. Jason Siegel the Muppet after. Cool. Which, and you know, like Jason Siegel would appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So. That music at the beginning sounded very... Sorry, seems to be the yeah. It, it might be the same piano sort yeah. of chording, yeah. Um, and then we see Walter have a turn now, and so you know, am I a man or am I a muppet? And in walks Jim Parsons, Parsons. Doctor Sheldon Cooper, yeah, um, who's what acting a, is fantastic what in this a cameo, and the yeah. perfect choice for a, a human muppet, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. this was kept; it was the only cameo they didn't advertise ahead of time it was leaked on the internet but um they didn't they didn't manage they didn't ever say yes he's in our film it was kept as a bit of a thing <laughs> jason siegel and jim parsons were both part of the same comedy night on cbs oh, okay. at this time so it's kind of wild to see these worlds kind of colliding yeah especially eventually as uh they both end up in white all four of them playing the piano playing the piano yeah. it's a wonderful little scene it is yeah. but jim parsons is really good in it He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it makes you go, oh, hang on. He's not just Sheldon Cooper. No, he's good. Actually, I don't His like His facials him are great. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then it's this overhead shot when they finally realize who they are. And so it's like a, like a, a bird's eye view looking down. And Gary finally goes, I'm a man. man. And it zooms out. So it's looking down, yeah. but it zooms up yeah. or reverse zooms. Yeah. And then, so it goes, I'm a man. And then Walter goes, I'm, I'm a, a Muppet. <laughs> Matt wasn't even close to the same note. And, and yeah, it comes from overhead and it zooms down on him to show the difference between the two of them. And then Siegel is like this, like hunched over, like flexing and like, but it works. Yeah. It just feels a like genuine emotion. It doesn't have to be anything more than just. I think this is important because even from a from a cinematographical sort of standpoint, we're separating them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One's a reverse zoom, one's a zoom in. They've chosen two different paths, and that's okay. But you have to make this choice mm-hmm. as to who you are. Um, CBS is, I said already, uh, Gary and Mary make up. Yeah. He travels back to small town. And she forgives him way too easy. No, she. I mean, she made. She put the line in the sound. She said, "Make your choice," and he made his choice and came back to it. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she doesn't break up he's, with him. Yeah, no, he's. I'm not going done, home. At this point, he's not done anything majorly wrong, other than kind of be a little bit dismissive. But actually, she's in on the journey for part for quite a lot of this film. Anyway, it's only because of the dinner that she gets majorly upset and i've had conversations with people about certain things with this over time but i'm like you have to stop trying to make everyone happy at some point because what happens is you make nobody happy yeah and yeah, so and, and so and so who are you going to choose to make happy now me <laughs> me 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 and so she's, she's like, which one do you want to do you want to be the you can, you can be the muppet guy that's fine yeah. or you can be in a relationship with me and that's fine too but you're clearly not able to handle both so make your choice and he does and she respects that yeah and i respect her for respecting that mm-hmm. And then Kermit finds out that uh, he doesn't respect the fact they kidnapped Jack Black. <laughs> and Fozzie they goes... still kidnap. <laughs> but Fozzie goes... But you but inspire... Fozzie goes, but what's more illegal? Kidnapping Jack Black or ending the Muppets? And he goes, yeah. kidnapping Jack Black! <laughs> and then I think it's... Who's the guy with the fish? And, and he's, got the, he's got the ruffle around his neck. He looks... Yeah. Oh, the Shakespeare guy. Shakespeare yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Goes... We've all decided a celebrity is not a people. <laughs> There's another one where he goes, but you inspire us. He goes, to kidnap Jack Black. <laughs> the show's about to begin. There's no audience except for Hobo Joe. Hobo Joe's Jack, uh, Zach Galifianakis from Between Two Ferns, or if you've seen The, um, the Hangover. Of, hangover, yeah. He's a, he's a big breakout star on Wasn't that. Was he a thing called Frenzy? I uh, don't know that one. He was in the he was in election with... Uh, I know who you mean. Though, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Jack Black wakes up and he's like all like in like a tuxedo. He goes, why am I so fancy? This is going to ruin my look. And it is. It's the least Jack Black thing ever. And we get them up at Telethon. It's the op- It's the repeat of the legitimate opening. And I get like the electric feels down my arms when it actually goes and it works. He didn't make a noise on that. Oh, it was just, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, cut from the movie was a joke of Kermit saying to the television audience, this went so well, we're bringing back the Muppet Show this fall on ABC. <laughs> Disney's note to Jason Segel was nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Thog. Thog is the biggest blue Muppet. Oh, uh, okay. If you noticed, he wasn't underneath his arch. No. He was in front of an arch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He doesn't fit under the arch. Um, this Thog was rebuilt by Jim Krupa, Thog's puppeteer. Sorry, by Jim Krupa. Pause. Thog's... Not the dog. Pip. Pip, nope. 
Thog's puppeteer, Tyler Bunch, noticed that the full-body Muppet was two and a half feet larger from the original. Wow. Due to Krupa not having enough reference material to go off to determine the puppet's original size. And so Jack Black comes on stage and says, I'm being held captive by these weirdos. And Stadler and Waldorf go, now you know how we felt yeah. the last 40 years. Yeah. Uh, Mary's upset that no one is in the audience and suggests they go back. And Gary's like, no, no, I've made my choice. I sang a whole song about it. Yeah. It's all okay. Somebody pledges money for the telethon. And they're like, what do we do? And someone says, say it to the money. He goes, yeah, we'll take, take your, your money. money. Kind of felt like me when we launched the Patreon for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Fozzie and Jack Black develop a double act where Fozzie tells a joke and Jack Black just reacts negatively to it. Yeah. But then, like, there's a brilliant little throwaway from Fozzie where he almost drops the Fozzie Bear character to go sell it, like, to Jack Black. Oh, he's aware. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like that. It's in that moment where I go, I like Fozzie there yeah. because he's dropped. Well, Fozzie realizes that Jack Black's help. They're getting the applause. And all he really wants is laughter and applause, right? And so um, they do that. And at one point, he goes, (laughs) Jack Black goes, we are not a team. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, Selena Gomez, and the chubby kid from Modern Family show up. Yep. Um, Kermit, to get him on board, admits that, yes, he is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Now, let's forget, this is the same guy. This is the same guy who thought Jimmy Stewart was still in the White House. Car. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> hey. Clarence, Clarence. <laughs> yeah, he it's thought, a wonderful life. He thought Jimmy Carter was still in the White House, but he knows who Selena Gomez is. Yeah. He's bringing up Molly Ringwald. He goes, oh, he's still in the 80s. He knows who the kid from, uh, from Modern Family is. Really? <laughs> I don't know if he knows them or if they just heard. They say they heard about it through an agent as a the TV agent just appearance. Tells, yeah. Yeah. He, so I just walked up and said, oh, my agent told me about this. He'd let me come on too? Can they kind of make yeah, up the, the has-been? Hey, hey, wow, it's Lena Gomez from Disney Property Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> and what's his name? Gutierrez from ABC Property Modern Family, also owned by the Disney Corporation. Come on in. There's a barber shop with... Oh, Walter's supposed to go on. He bricks it and runs away. Puts a hole in the wall. Yep. Yeah. Literally breaks it. Uh, breaks the first wall, not the fourth wall. Uh, <laughs> barber shop with Jack Black, and they're singing uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yep. Um, shortly before a DVD release, Courtney Love, the widow of Kurt Cobain, gave an interview in which she accused the Muppets of raping Cobain's legacy. By covering Smells Like Teen Spirit as a barbershop quartet. But the filmmakers never received her permission. Surviving Nirvana members, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl, who you might have remembered, was in the film. film. Both loved the rendition of the song, but refused to comment about love statements. So maybe they did it without her permission. Yeah, but do you know why, though? She owns the rights to every Nirvana song, apart from Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, does she not own that one? No. Who owns that one? It's a... well, whatever. It's the only one that she don't have the rights over. Really? Like the sole yeah, rights yeah, over, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We find out that the Muppets are over $3 million on their way to 10. Uh, Camilla and friends come on, and they're singing, um, I'll say Forget You by CeeLo Green. Yeah. It had another name. Yeah. I hate that song with a passion. Oh, I really like it. I hate it. Um, maybe because I really like the, I like the video. Oh, the video is great for yeah. that, yeah. Um, I'll say this about Gonzo. Does, does Gonzo have a harem of women? <laughs> yeah yeah like like there's 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 a i'll put it this way there's an episode of south park i can use the language ah. i can use the language because south park uses it. i'm just quoting them where he calls south park gets himself like he's a pimp 
and gets all these girls to like give out. Uh, he starts a kissing business. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so he goes to these real life pimps in Denver and they teach him how to be a pimp. And he's like, you got to keep your best bitch like close to I'm like is that what camilla is yeah that's what it seems like it does seem like that. Yeah. i think camilla also works for the swedish chef doesn't she i think you're right yeah yeah uh kermit is presenting when the power cut oh sorry uh we during this time we see neil patrick harris show up we see uh is it judd hirsch yeah, Neil Judd, Hirsch, yeah, Judd, yeah. Hirsch? Judd hirsch judd hirsch who if you've seen uh we did he was in it's the second time on the podcast judd yes. hirsch was independence day and he plays Goldblum's dad. Yes, he does. Yep. Uh, and John Krasinski, who yeah. we had to pause and go back because Neil Patrick Harris is talking, talking so your eyes go to him. him. And, Neil, and Krasinski's got his head down to one side as well. On the, the opposite phone. side because he's yeah. on the phone as well. Kermit's presenting when the power is cut by Tex Richmond. Uncle Deadly at this point becomes upset because Deadly and Bobo the bear look at each other and goes, are, are, we, the bad are we working for the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. um, Mary fixes the power. Which is great that she fixes yeah. the power. And earlier we found out that uh, um, Gary volunteers and says, Walter and I are really good sewers. Yeah. Yes, he did. But they purposely don't include Mary in that claim. Yep. So I thought really clever. Uh, Tex Richmond then decides he's going to climb the antenna and ask Deadly to come with him. And he says at the top of this apparatus they're climbing, just because I have a terrifying name and an English accent does not change the fact that in my heart I am a Muppet, Muppet. Not, not a, a Muppet. <laughs> and he like throws him off a tower and then he lets this man- well, truly maniacal laugh go. And in case we missed it, goes, now that's a maniacal laugh for you. <laughs> yeah. Like Uncle Deadly. Uh, Mary and Gary explain they got there so quickly because they traveled by map. I love a callback. Yeah. Gary explains they don't. Uh, you don't. The most important thing to you slip away. At which point Kermit's like, "That speaks to me. <laughs> I'm gonna go see Piggy." But Piggy's not there. He sees her ticket, and somehow he's got his half of the photograph on him. Yeah, because she said she's going back to France. Yeah, and that's just a one-way ticket, isn't it? It's back yep. to LA, wasn't it? And it did make me laugh because it's an it is air it's an air France, air France yep. and I was looking at air yeah. France today. Well, you did air France. It does have a half a storytelling for you by just doing that. Yeah, yeah. she's got the other half, and I'm like, do you guys know you can get more than one print of a photograph? <laughs> mm. You don't have to, like, like it's not like two halves of a locket. You can you can make, you can get it a print. Um, Kermit says he needs her and says everything that she wants to hear, and then we get. The Rainbow Connection, which they refer to it's as their an, duet. I yeah. mean, it's not really a duet. I think no. Piggy gets a line, yeah. <laughs> which I'm more of an okay with. Uh, Kermit sings Rainbow Connection. It's like you, Georgia, crying for the third time this film. I love this song. This yeah. is the magic. It it's really a great is. Song. Um, and uh, ready for this, Georgia? Mm-hmm. He's playing the same banjo we did in 1979. Mm, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. I got some but, notes here. Uh, allow me this moment. Go we get it. to the line. It's right before the key change. And I'm a sucker for a key change because you want to see me cry? <laughs> Give me a key change. <laughs> yep. We know that it's probably magic. And at this point, all the other Muppets are behind them. Yeah. My notes here. You're damn right it is. Movie <laughs> magic, Muppet magic, call it whatever you want. It's this. Yep. Yeah. And then drop the mic. Animal. <laughs> what, what, what a great moment yeah animal getting his arc and coming back with the drums for that back in bit it's just, and, and he's so giving us some sparks and i love music but putting a song on a thing without any sort of memory attached to it can't do for me what that does in a film seeing yep. story journey come together as that mm-hmm. 
Nice. Oh, now I'm not sure if you get there without the musical component to it because there's music in that, and the key I said the key change is so important there. But I think something that film can do is it can build this, like, like you know, if you break it down to my intellectual engagement with constructed pieces of felt, yep, is, which, is, which, is, which is all I'm really doing, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a hundred percent real to me. The At no point. genuinely oh. are a piece of magic, and I don't think well, Jim Henson didn't get as much love as he deserved in his lifetime. Agreed. Um, and that, I mean, that's part of the reason he died early was because he was just he was always chasing and chasing and chasing the next thing, and yeah. never appreciated what he had when he had it. And so the fact that now, even during the, that film, they got that and managed to get the magic right, you kind of hope that if he is watching, he saw that and had a bit of a bit of a smile on his face i think the good thing about this film is jason siegel 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 yeah rhymes of regal he appreciates the muppets what they are he gets gets every heartbeat of that whole persona of the muppets doesn't he he does and that's what sells it and i think that's the heart muppets is is a heart emotional thing isn't it yeah always has been and he gets that and that's why this movie works Mm mm-hmm I think the others don't work because they're trying to replicate something they don't have that feeling and heart for. Yes, I, I, you're 100% does. right. Um, animals given some drumsticks by Lou, and I'm like, how has no one thought to offer him drumsticks? <laughs> that was all you had to do? I like to see him give sweet drumsticks. <laughs> but he goes ahead and he drums, and... Oh, there's, there's the angel devil. and the devil on his shoulders. <laughs> that's really no funny. No drum. Drum! No drum! <laughs> so that's, that's computer. Yeah. But it's com- it's just them taking stuff that was just filmed funny. and just Yeah, it's, 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 it's not doing anything wrong in that no. regard. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, and so he comes in on the drums. It's not like the big, like, animal... Ah! No, it's, it's like, on the... Ba-dum, ba-dum-ba-dum-ba. Have you been half asleep? Perfect. Um, the cash is flying in and they're short on show gonzo is still winding his bowling ball uh which he started earlier he, he couldn't yep. get he couldn't get his hands his, uh, out of the head bowling huh <laughs> head bowling that's head, what it was called was that what it was yeah because jack black had a skittle on his head oh that's right he yeah. couldn't but but he, but he can't get his uh it's one of the first things he's supposed to do yeah. in the night yeah and he can't stop his arm his fingers are stuck into the bowling ball it's a nice ticking clock that we'll have for later yeah uh, in wrestling, it's like if you go ahead and you set a table on the outside of the ring. <laughs> you know and, it's going to be used. And like he goes to, like the bad guy usually will do it, right? He'll grab a table, he'll set it up, and he'll go to, to ta- and someone will kick him in the gut. And they'll just leave, the table will always come into the finish. Yeah. And, you know, that match isn't ending until that table gets put through. It's uh, Chekhov. Chekhov's gun. You guys familiar with this? It's like a drama thing. Yeah, yeah. Once the audience sees a gun, we they don't. expect it to be fired. We expect it to be fired, and we're not satisfied unless it goes off. Oh, okay. Yeah so um a bit like chris farley falling into a table <laughs> well tables are, you don't see a table naturally go i bet someone's gonna fall into that you do if chris farley's in the room maybe, maybe um so walter refuses to do his act he wants to go back to small town gary says you know you belong in hollywood with the muppets believing in others is easy but sooner or later you got to believe in yourself too oh. uh kermit starts to freak out but the, I, I love whenever they get the pop the version of it that lets kermit just look like his face just like folds right up yeah in fright or something like that i love it when they usually get, it's when piggy hits him in the head and you, get, you come back to it but i love it when they get the one where his arms go up in the air yeah because that's just it's just that is just a muppet that is it's brilliant walter shows up in blue light on the stage whistling uh the money comes flying in 
protects Richmond, then plows his car into the building, and that's it. It stopped at nine 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 nine, one dollar short of ten million dollars. And Tex gloats about winning. I'll remind you, uh, the power's gone off and on a couple times at this point. Yeah. Okay. Fozzie slams his head against the lights, and it turns out they're only at $99,999.99. So it makes me feel better. I'm like, okay, if it's like not set properly, when you restarted it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't that have gone? Uh, now, granted, it's just for a joke. It's but a still. Joke. Yeah. Uh, Tex kicks them out, <laughs> and they go to walk away, and then you just hear it. You start to hear Fozzie's fart shoes as it's <laughs> this really sad moment. It actually kind of works there. It does. Yeah. This is not now Fozzie. Apparently, he can control it because then it stopped farting. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. no, because he's walking on whoopee cushions. Right. So, how does he stop it? Exactly. Deflates them. Yeah, but. You'd have to say, does he walk on his heels? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a fun little <laughs> Yeah. But it was the right amount. Any longer, it wouldn't have been, it, it, it would have been pushing it. It was just the right moment. Kermit speaks to the gang. We didn't fail. We tried, and that's not failing at all. I believe it. all of you. We're going to start at the bottom and work our way back up. And he goes outside, and the place is Hat. But do you know what I like just before then? He was halfway up the stairs. Okay, what's that about? His well, nephew Robin sings a song, a song about, about being halfway, halfway up, up the stairs. stairs. Yeah. It's a beautiful little song. It's a great little song. Does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin the Frog. What was that in? It was just something we oh, so it might have been. It might have been a Muppet Show skit. I okay. don't know, but it's... I think that was a, a single as well. It was released yeah, as it a was. Proper, oh, was it? proper yeah. song, yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't get, you said that. I was like, yeah, all right, and? <laughs> but I just thought it was quite funny how that was like, for me, that was a little yeah. throwback, halfway up the stairs. It totally could have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Hollywood Boulevard was closed for two nights in order to film the finale of this uh, film. Look at all the extras. Because you can't, you can't, you can't replicate that. I don't even care if you do it with computers. Yeah. It had an energy to it. Yep. It did, yeah. Um, by the signs, I was looking. Gonzo is by far the most popular Muppet. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of Gonzo There were signs. so many Gonzo signs. They probably said to people, turn up, but I want you to make signs. For- yeah, and they looked pretty homemade. Like They, were, they yeah. weren't like big there was, flashy. There were, there were some that looked a bit like they've just grabbed a bit of paper and pet yeah. on set and like done them but like no they looked there was a variety good. of qualities yeah, yeah. yeah it was good yeah, yeah. they tell walter to join them it's it, this is the callback to the dream there's a face-off between walter and gary and they make their split they realize where their futures lie and the rest of the muppets hold walter up and that's and they haven't won and that's it and we hear a little piano thing and <laughs> uncle deadly goes Oh, how charming. <laughs> the finale. <laughs> which we totally nicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> we did the panto. Uh, but um, as I said, it was closed for two, two nights, and, uh, mainly to film the reprise the reprise of Life's a Happy Song. The, I guess it's the second reprise, because we had a reprise already earlier in the film. <laughs> uh, the final musical number for the film. According to the shoot, um, it involved, uh, according to film, sorry, uh, which is a magazine, it involved Amy Adams, Jason Siegel, hundreds of extras performing an elaborate musical number outside El Capitan Theater. Uh, I literally teared up here just like I did in the cinema, because this was that moment mm-hmm. I went, I'm getting choked up. I went, they didn't screw it up. Nope. No. They, if this is the end, they flipping nailed it. Yep. Yeah. And I was so afraid they were going to, they were going to mess it up. And I'll say, I'm saying it now, so I don't, I don't forget. I walked out of a cinema, and I kind of like had some tears rolling down. I was just so relieved was my first thought. But they didn't just not screw it up. Like, they nailed it. Yep. So that's, Again, it's the heart of it, isn't it's it? It's the heart. Yeah. You can't fake it either. It's got, oh, it's just. Going, going to Pixar, for starters. <sighs> yeah. To, to get that, that it's formulaic. A very, it's a very Pixar ending to it. You know, to and a, to yeah. have yeah. Jason Siegel. Um, who 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 loves Muppets anyway? Yep. It's all the right ingredients. The only thing he didn't have was the voices. 
that is why though i read an interview briefly that's why frank oz didn't come back to do it was because he didn't like the script he didn't like it and he went i refused to ruin it further by being a wet blanket on set i'll tell you what these guys made muppets from space you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, i'm yeah. sorry muppets from space were my worst films of all time because that was them ruining it for me yeah i was like you're ruining this you want to give gonzo a backstory don't give gonzo a backstory <laughs> he's gonzo end of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but making the whole plot of a word gonzo oh come on it's from space this, this is far beyond what muppets should be dealing with yeah i've never seen it oh it's so bad it's like 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, only because I'm convinced people love the Muppets that much. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and, but we get Tax, Tax Richmond, who lets us know he's still here. Mm-hmm. You know, will you stop? You've already sung this song. Brilliant. How great, again, is Amy Adams is just this plain girl on the front. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's not She's not overly dulled up. She's just a really nice girl next door. Yeah. Um, Miss Piggy is painfully green screened in front of everything. Oh, it's so bad. Like it, they do a little bit at the end when you get like your four main characters. Now those are the fireworks. And there's like, that's clearly green screen, but it's really bad because you've got Piggy in the front and then you've got, she's been, it's like all the girls are on one side of the street mm-hmm. and you got Piggy in the front and then I, Amy Adams. I don't and think then I even clocked Piggy. It's so bad. I didn't even It is the singular it. worst part of, well, is it? Yeah, it might be the singular worst part of this film. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Um, and so Jack Black is carted off to, to be with Joe the Hobo King. Yeah, he's no, still he's, tied they, up, isn't he? Jack Black is the, now the Hobo King. Oh, is he now the Hobo King? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Gary proposes. Yep. Mary, will you marry me? Quite funny. Which is all she wanted at the start. So everybody gets their happy endings, even if it's not the, the money one. It doesn't work in an English accent, though, does it? And then, no, it doesn't. And then rather than, than, uh, and give her answer she goes Manamana. which i didn't know this song it was one of the ones i didn't know because it wasn't uh, in the muppet okay. movie and it's not in the great muppet caper this is from the tv it's show, TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, i'm like what the flip is this <laughs> Manamana. Do, 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 do. Manamana. and then i didn't hear it again until we were at a panto and someone who we know was asked to sort of throw the manamanas back at the uh at the panto in uh it's animals song. Out and down yeah um and so during the credits tex richman gets hit i think it's by gonzo's bowling ball i think it finally it comes is, off yeah. uh he gives back the theater and muppet name says there's nothing to do with head injury and he he laughs for the first time yeah. when he gets hit by the bowling oh, ball. does he yeah. yes he does laugh for a long time there yeah. you go that's right yeah so that's the end of our movie we get some little outtakes we have all the actors do cameos doing a little bit more of the phenomena with the muppet dancing a bit yeah it's all good uh, we had a lot of cameos. Here's the cameos they filmed and they couldn't get in. Oh. Okay. Beth Broderick. Don't know who that is. Ricky Gervais. Oh, okay. Yeah. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Sterling Knight. Nope. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, ben Stiller. Yeah. Eric Stone Street. No. Uh, have you seen Modern Family? No. no. Oh, he plays Cam on Modern Family. Wanda Sykes? No. Know the name. Um, you ever see Monster in Law? No. Okay. Wanda Sykes is also one of the hosts of the uh of the Oscars this year. Oh, okay. Uh, if you saw Wanda Sykes got a lot of radio, pl- a lot of YouTube pl- coverage because she was one of the fr- she's she's a black comedian and she went on the Ellen Show and talked about how it traumatized her when Will Smith slapped. Oh, Chris Rock. About that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you'll probably see her there. She got a lot right, of press yeah. coverage there, and so it took away from us too. Like we worked really hard to do the Oscars, and we, yeah. now, all anyone's talking about is Will Smith. 
Yeah. Not mm-hmm. anybody who won and not the job that the host did. It's yeah. just Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did, I did see about that. Uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, oh that'd cool. be cool. Katy Perry. Cool, Katy yeah. Perry did a really cool thing on Sesame Street one. So, like, I totally yeah. believe she would have gotten it. I like Katy Perry. Uh, Danny Trejo. Oh, how cool would that have been? It would have been cool. And my biggest one, Ed Helms. Oh. Ed Helms with us. Ed Helms plays banjo. Yeah. Like I you want, could have had a cool. I want to see. I that. want a banjo off with Ed, Ed Helms, Helms and, and, Kermit. and Kermit, or I want to see them duet. Yeah, I thought you was going to say Steve Martin. No, only no. because they kept showing his picture. They would have got him in. There's no. Well, we would have Billy Crystal one though too, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just due to time constraints, they filmed Didn't, it and it went. It's just too much. Are they in the like extras anywhere? Not that I know of. Didn't oh, okay. Robin Williams um, do something with the Muppets? Not in. No, he's got a really good thing where he he's got a famous one on Sesame Street. Oh. oh, I I love that. That's good. That, that is, is yeah. so good. Have you seen the little girl who does the um, alphabet with Kermit as well? It's like it's very similar to the um, to the Sesame Street one. Obviously, oh, it's not Robin Williams. Yeah. It was a little girl doing the alphabet with Kermit, and she just keeps saying things that are like wrong, and they get to see, and she goes Cookie Monster, and Kermit well, yeah. gets so frustrated <laughs> with her, but like stays as Kermit. It's it's brilliant. That's because Kermit uh, used to double back and forth between both yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, because it was both Jim Henson Productions. Oh, okay. And then Disney buys one, but not the other. Yeah, they don't oh. buy everything from Henson. Because uh, I think the children's television workshop, the idea of it, it's, it's free, it's public, it's for every. So they, they, can't, they didn't buy. Yeah, they you, weren't. You don't get to monetize that. So it's why we saw a lot of Sesame Street characters in the early Muppet movies. Big Bird, for instance. Yeah. 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 There's that big. Oh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to Hollywood. And make it big in television. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we don't see a crossover in this. Uh, Craig Ferguson, who is a late night talk show host, who's also featured in, um, oh, The Ugly Truth. If you've seen The Ugly Truth, he's a late show talk show host in that film as well. Um, had agreed to do a role, but it was never actually uh, given to him, for which he chastised Siegel later on. Uh, a cameo was written for Elmo, oh. but oh, was rejected that. by Disney's attorneys and representatives from Sesame Workshop, because yeah. even though they were in the Muppet Show, Muppets movie, the Muppets Take Manhattan, the Muppet Caper, and other specials, since Disney bought them in 2004, the Muppets, that was yeah. the end of that partnership. You thought you'd have just gave a a bit of something wouldn't you how would you have liked this ending instead go on in an early draft tex richmond would be revealed at the end of the film to be kermit disguised in a human suit having made up the plans to get the muppets back together <laughs> that'd have been cool that's hilarious that pesky i don't frog. like it but that's it would have been cool the problem is this meant that kermit would have to lie yeah. yeah, Kermit doesn't lie. No, Kermit doesn't lie. No, we have so much so that Steve Whitmire uh, swore to have his name omitted from the credits if the plot point made it to the final film. Oh, He's okay. one of the Muppeteers. He went, Kermit doesn't lie. Kermit no, doesn't lie. No, and no. you know what else Muppets don't do? Paint. Because it's too messy. Yes. <laughs> they can't keep washing the, washing the Muppets. There was a sequel... Uh, in May tw- March 2012, after the commercial success of the film, Disney secured a deal with Bobin and Stoller to direct and write a new installment. But Siegel stated a month later he would have no involvement in the sequel. And it was announced it would have Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, again for Modern Family, an ABC property, and Tina Fey were cast in the film. And you know what? They're all very good in it. Uh, with Holberman and Lieberman returning producers, yada, yada, yada. Mackenzie came back and wrote the songs. So everything else feels like it should have lined up. Muppets Most Wanted was released on March 21st, 2014. I went and saw that one in the cinemas, and I had a very different experience when I walked out of the cinema. 
Yeah. I went, I've not seen it. this is everything I was afraid the first one was going to be. Do you know what it was, though? The first one, coming rebranding something and bringing it back. Yeah. And they're not expecting <laughs> it to be... All right, Pip. They're not expecting it to be a big hit. Yeah. Now all of a sudden that's a big hit. They're not thinking about creativeness. They're thinking money, money, money. Well, I think, I mean, everything's always money-based. It's show business. I mean... Yeah, but the first one, I mean, the rebranding of the first one... You still, you still yeah, bring it back. They weren't expecting a big, big, big return. I think you're hoping. They weren't. I don't think they were No, because f- film, film studios aren't in the business. Disney's not in the business of just throwing... Disney's not just in the business of... Uh, of checking cash and going, yeah, just do what you want as a vanity project. Well, no, but I mean, they obviously thought something was going to come of it. There had to be some monetary value to it. But I don't think they expected it to do that well. Well, they bought the, the rights for around how much in 2004, so you had to do something with it. Jason Siegel said, I got an idea, and they go, all right, yeah. how can we monetize this? Mm. Yeah, for the longest time, they just had them present in the in the parks. Yeah. They had Muppets in the parks, not in, but they like, had nothing with it. No film gets made out of the goodness of this. seems like it's a really artistic idea. I'm, that's, just, that's just a really... No, but an independent one, film, yes, but I think for a major I'm studio, just, no. I'm just saying that the commercial success off the back of that, they were going to go money, money. Oh, that's why they, that's why they pump out a Maybe they didn't have any plans for a sequel. Yeah. But yeah, the sequel's pumped out going, look how the first one did. Let, let's have more of this, please. Yeah. And it, it gets, it's, it's a convoluted plot and it's stupid and it's, you spend most of your time looking at, there's like an evil twin for, for yeah, Kermit. It's evil Kermit, yeah. Oh, right. So he looks like Kermit, but he's really like the world's greatest jewel thief. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh it's so stupid. They, I meant to say when we, because we like passed over. You know, Hobo Joe in the theater. He has a line about, "Oh, this 3D is amazing." That's, I think it's got to be a reference to the Muppets 3D, which is one of the first things Disney did with the Muppets. Oh, okay. They did a 3D show in their theaters in the parks. So like, I, that's got to be a reference to that. I've got one last song I want to play. Okay. This isn't from. This is actually from before this movie came out, but it's a a song that I've discovered, which has a Muppets link to it. Mm. So uh, I guess this is our musical reference of the week. It's called No Way No Way by Vanilla. Oh no, please don't play this. I hate this song. If you're tempting with your charm. You ever heard of this? No. Okay. You can hold me in your arms. Sounds very nice. Oh, yes! Manamana. Wait, no way. Manamana. Yeah, I do remember this. No way, no way. Manamana. Not today. Yeah, okay, I, I so it's a horrible song. It's a horrible it is. Look it up. It's called No Way No Way. The video's worse than the song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just them by a pool. Yeah. It's just, crazy. you know, like and the most generic lines about sisterhood yeah, and yeah, 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 and what yeah. you let boy it was like someone saw a wannabe and went, Let's just cover the same themes and just grab any four or five girls and we'll uh It's quite even funny. Like the lyrics are awful. Like, even then yeah. there it was just like if you force yourself on me, things it's going to get nasty. Things are going to get nasty. But isn't it funny? And there's a pause there of us yeah. like, oh, it's bad. But isn't it funny so how I didn't recognize that? And yet I do remember it yeah. until we got to the, I didn't remember it until we got to the chorus. Yeah, I didn't think people wanted to sit through a verse and a chorus. So no, I, gave you the, I gave you the pre-chorus no, no. into the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, it's that time. We're in the end game now. And yeah. we are in the end game now. We need a random word, Liam. Cameo. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. A good one. cameo. 
Yeah. You know what? You know, Cameo is now a business. It's the name of a business where celebrities will do like personalized shout outs yeah. to people. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You pay like 50 quid or something. And yeah, it depends who it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get to set their own prices. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, the market will bear what the market will bear. Some people are making a lot of money off mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley makes a lot of money on Cameo. He he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> maybe you should get him to do one for, for the BFE. Jeez. Maybe, maybe I should do a BFE one. <laughs> How funny would that be? Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm trying to, I've, I've tried to shake the trees and get a couple of guests, but uh, in a post-lockdown world, it's harder to get people, I've discovered. Yeah. They're not even reading messages, man. It's really hard. We were so lucky, weren't we? <laughs> we were. We were. I, I'm still hoping for a return for Simon Callow. Yeah. Because I, I do have his his personal email. What about the other guy we were talking about? In- we'll stop that off, Mike, because yeah, I have no yeah, idea what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> Oh, that one. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been ghosted, I think. So I'll do one more try and see how oh, it goes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it went from... That's a shame. It's a shame because they were really up for it. And I tried to lock down a date and said, hey, just these ones really work for us. And they go, well, I'm really, really busy. And I said, okay, that's cool. Let me know. Yada, yada, yada. And didn't really hear much. Yeah. A couple months later, went out. So I'll do one more and says, hey, just maybe, maybe, maybe it's the last time call. I was really, you know, hey, no, no hard feelings. Just if you're, if you're up for it, still have to have you. If not, hey, man, th- thanks a lot for the discourse. It's been a thrill. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, um, if and, not, he can go and jump. Yeah, <laughs> take a flying leap. Yeah. Um, is this is this the best Muppet movie ever? No, no, it's, it's just not. But no. it, it's wonderful. But it's not the best one. No, yeah. I'm gonna go yes. Oh. I like. Oh, jeez, George gave me this look. Like, how dare you? That was a slap around the face. The story in this is better. I love the first one. I love oh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol is my favorite. Oh, Christmas Carol. See, Christmas Carol is independent of this. Is it? I think because it, it bore. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. It I, I think I even said uh, when we did the, the besties because I think we did the two of them or it was the uh, or it was the Mickey's. We, we, yeah, yeah, we did the talkies because we had two both in the same year, and yeah. I said Christmas Carol is my favorite Christmas movie, but I think Muppet Movie is a better movie. Yeah, because you're playing with existing content and yeah, you just yeah. do it. It's really. It's really. I don't know if easy is the right word because it's not it's easy. Easier to they have do a template. existing story. Like Liam, when you and I went and saw that group who did the riff on Christmas Carol. Oh yes, yes and yes. all the mistakes they made. Like that's yeah, really yeah. fun because we already have a cultural knowledge of the backing story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that gives you tons of opportunities for humor. Yeah, and so much so that we couldn't tell what was intentional and what wasn't in that thing. Mm-hmm. But so with this one. I don't compare it to a Christmas Carol because that's kind of on the shelf to itself and I love it and it's an unpreserved unspoilable diamond. Okay, if you take that out. If it. I take that out and I'm okay. not saying you have to but I'm saying that's what, that's what I do. Yeah. I go this versus the first one. Can we save the Muppets and put on a show to save the studio? The guy wants to take Kermit's frog legs and make him the spokesperson for a restaurant. I like this story better. Yeah, this story is better. It's a redemption story. I love a redemption story. I, yeah, no, I, 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 they might actually be Miss on. Piggy angers me less in this one? Yeah. There's yeah. more charm to the first. They might be on, yeah, I think they might be on equal pegging when you kind of, like, lay them out. Yeah. Because I he think, rides a bike. Yeah. Oh, I, I said, <laughs> best special effect ever, him riding the bike. Yeah. yeah. I can't compete with that. Yeah. And the song around the campfire. Oh. Oh, right. oh what do you mean? I hope that some, yeah. is that hope that something better comes along? Yeah. It's rock. I hope I see you again someday. I don't know. It's what it something. Is. But yeah. It, yeah, that got me. Is it Gonzo's song? Yeah. Yeah, I forget what that is. I'll have to check my notes. Um, better story, you're right. Better story. But it's, it's got a better story. 
But I think this has but. also got the pull because it's been so long and they acknowledge that it's been so it's long. Nostalgia. Now, this also, like, you can't make this film unless you already know the first one or it's a harder movie. It doesn't mean as much. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean as much. That Return of Rainbow Connection doesn't mean as much. No. no. And all the little throwbacks don't mean much. Yeah. So it, it's such a difficult balance and they nail it, though. Yeah. They, mm. about, about 70 30, new to old, I'd say, but they nail it. Mm-hmm. Um, the money, $45 million budget. What does it make? 150 150 Liam 230 you're almost bang on 165 wow there you go awards one nomination one win Ooh. what's for I don't know um visual effects nope original song original song is correct wow. now the follow-up question is which song the, I guess two main contenders in my head. Is anyway. he the man or Muppet or Life's a Happy yeah, Song? Yeah, yeah, no, the man Muppet one. I'm a man. Yeah, so I'm I actually a think Muppet. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it wins Best Virtual Song, which yeah, is yeah, nuts because yeah. like, Disney used to have a yeah. chokehold on that thing. I guess in a sense, this is still Disney, but this yeah. is different. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. not Disney animation. It's it? not a Disney animated one. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the guy from Flight of the Concords. It's this, you know. Yeah. But, and it's so weird to think all wheels of our elements except for Jason Siegel go to the sequel. Yeah. And Jason Siegel was integral in feel, You feel on two levels because you miss, because you can't have Jason Siegel, the actor, come back because he's made the deal. He's going to live with Mary. Yeah. So from a character perspective, he can't act in it. No, but I think you needed his input in the. Yeah, the problem was yeah. you got Jason Siegel from a writing perspective and producing. And, you got, and producing. Yeah. And you got him like helping deliver the on-screen product as well yeah. by actually being on, on camera. And Jason Segel's so important to this movie. Yeah. So, so important he's to this the movie. He's heart and soul. He is. No disrespect to Amy Adams, who's great in this. Yeah. No, Jason Segel is, is the is singular the- most important entity on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the Muppets are kind of a, a package deal, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But because they're not voiced by the, the same people. original actors, yeah. that don't have that same... Oh, it does for me. Same pull... Okay. Um, where he has more of a pull in this film for me. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Where the Muppets don't have that pull. Because screaming about the Muppets is, and I don't mean to be cold-hearted at all, but because the Muppets themselves are kind of immortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah, Muppet, yeah. Kermit will always be Kermit, can always be Kermit. Now, we can talk about the legacy of who framed it, and, and Jim Henson's so important yeah. in the formation of this in the early, and even the, the, the concept of who these characters are. But as a result, they can continue kind of forever. So the idea is then how do you take these characters who have existed forever and put them into a new world and a new situation where they can't, they can't age? Yeah. True. It's, it's, it, it's great. Well, they show you in this film they can't age. Yeah. <laughs> Or grow. Or grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've said, okay, so we know what they said the best song was. What is the best song? I really like the finale. I do really love the finale with those key changes in it. I think They're it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've already sung this song. <laughs> I like Mary's song. Me Party. Hmm. Yep. That's the other one that he wrote, I believe, is the raps. Those are the four songs he writes. So he doesn't write the song of Kermit looking at the pictures. Someone oh, else do does like that. I like that one, though. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for mine is Life's a Happy Song yeah. in all of its variations. Oh, uh, yeah, just as, a, as an entity as itself. Yeah, yeah. That, that is brilliant. Rainbow Connection's good. And I, it's the one I went on nuts about. But ra- oh, I didn't, th- I didn't know we were including that. Cause I, it's, it's, a, it's a song in here, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, I love Rainbow Connection. I think it was my best song when we did the Muppet movie. Yeah. But And it was the moment of movie magic I had, and I gushed about it. But how much ground does Life's a Happy Song cover in this film? So much. Because you get the original version of it, which sets the tone. Mm-hmm. You get Mary's reprise, which gives you her story, yeah. I, and then I they're like off. And then you get the celebration, and when they hit the finale, and you get the, just the little notes, dun, 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 dun. Dude. Everything is great. Oh! It's nice. Everything is it's simplistic. <sighs> Can't seem to wipe the smile off my face. Singing singing different lyrics. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I always sing different lyrics. Who would you cast as who? Or maybe who's... Which person's most like which Muppet? (laughs) Uh, Can we disagree with Ethan and Scooter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan's going, no! Okay, yeah, Ethan's totally Scooter. (laughs) I mean, mean, unfortunately, I I mean, he's not in this. I'm probably robbing the frog. (laughs) Eh? Probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the old guys, Waldorf and Statler and yeah, Waldorf. Yeah, see, I wa- see here, my, my thought was that I want to be Fozzie, but I feel I'm probably Kermit, but maybe I am Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. They're very opinionated. They're very opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kermit's good at rousing people and giving that big speech, isn't yeah. he? You so I kind of thought it was a little bit of that. Kermit. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do like that Abed thing where we get, you know, the 30% <laughs> this, 20% this, 10% this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, don't know, there, I feel like there I'm probably many female ones you can no, kind of say. I'm you're, not, you're not Miss Piggy. I'm not Miss Piggy. No, I'm probably like five percent Miss Piggy. Yeah, a little bit animal, a little bit a little Gonzo. Bit <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm probably no. You know who I am? I'm Rizzo the rat. <laughs> Just there for the chaos and helping things. He's not like in this one. He's, he's not in this not, one very much. No, this, no. I think he's in like one small scene. I think that's it. He might be one of the group shots. Yeah, yeah. but he's not. I think I might be Rizzo the rat though. Rizzo and Gon- Rizzo's good when he's got Gonzo to play off of, and this yeah. film didn't give you enough time with Gonzo to be that double act. Because nah, he's equally important to that Crumpet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. With his jelly beans, yeah. yeah. He gets all the punchlines. Yeah. Gonzo actually plays a straight man. Like, let's think about that for a minute. Yeah. Oh, I love Muppet That's Christmas Carol. I feel like I am the, like, the embodiment of Gonzo and Rizzo as one. Okay. That is probably who I am. I'm trying to think who Liam is. Hard, isn't it? It is. I think you're Dr. Teeth. Who? The, you're, you're the leader of the band. The leader of the. Oh, okay. Electric Mayhem. The Electric Mayhem. Yeah. Even though I can't play an instrument. No, he just sings. Oh, he plays piano. He, oh, and, and piano, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, no, hang on. Or am I Beaker? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm Swedish Chef. That's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Beaker? That's me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> Pip's coming over to see what's going on. <laughs> like, you sound like my it's hard, toys. It's hard with uh, Muppets, I think, to say... I, no, yeah, I'm probably Swedish Chef. Out of the ones in this film. <laughs> I've got a bit of Kermit, I think, in me. Yeah, I think you're a bit Kermit. Because Kermit's not a big rousing leader, is he? No. He's a, a quiet, understated leader. Yeah. Which you are not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are William Wallace. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really one of those, in this, is there? No. The other big motivational speaker is Miss Piggy, but she has no morals, so it's not me no. there. No. <laughs> I do. That is one of the moments in which I do like Miss Piggy, though, is her going, right, Kermit's gone. We're doing it my way. We're kidnapping Jack Black. Like, that's, that's hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah. Good um, Jack Black. Uh, what do we got here? What should this film have been called? Ooh. One of those ones you said at the beginning. How about the newest Muppet movie? The ever? newest Muppet movie yet. Ever. Because <laughs> no, no, people no, in the next yeah, one doesn't yeah. matter. It's part yeah, of the charm. Funny, yeah. But the newest. Yeah, yeah, I like the word, I, the idea of using the word ever for almost anything. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it makes sense. 
Um, whose story is it? Oh, good question there. Yeah, that's yeah. a difficult one for this. There's lots of little stories. I think it's there? more Gary's. I want to go Gary. Yeah. yeah. Gary and Kermit, because Kermit goes through a bit of an arc in this as well. I mean, lots of characters get arcs. Yeah. Animal gets a small arc. Gary yeah. gets an arc. Walter gets an arc. Kermit gets an arc. Mary gets an arc. You could argue Piggy gets an arc. Yep. I, I would. It's a fair bet. The two Who's biggest the ones. I one, probably the go blue with. one that didn't get the arc. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get an arc. <laughs> Very close. That's funny. Uh, now uh, I'd go with Gary and Kermit. All right. What is the story? Oh. Finding out who you are, where you belong. The okay, cool. The world's not a cynical place. No. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, and people. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> And they did. They built the theater again. And at some point, you make a choice about who you want to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your man or your muppet. Yeah. There you go. There's, there's the show in a nutshell. But I think the idea of the world not 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 a you know a cold hard place. It just can be sometimes, but there's always good for every bad. But there's always the good. temptations look at the world and go, "It's a cold hard place." It's so easy these days to be negative about everything. That is, you know what this is. This but is a great like thing for life. If you're like feeling down or looking at the news and being like, "What is this?" You go, "I live in the same time as the Muppets." Yeah, we didn't mention like, it too much. That's magical. We had a few shots of people in their home watching the telethon with their family. Yeah. that was yeah. quite nice. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, and it still had that old old feel to it as well. That throwback old feel to it. Mm-hmm. You don't think of telethons today, do you? No, you don't really see a lot of those, do you? I mean, no. Because no. we wouldn't pay attention because no one watches TV anymore. Yeah. That's the problem. You used to do telethons. like, I can't watch anything. <laughs> well, if you pay off this thing, you can go, oh, okay, fine, I'll pay it. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, get Well, what's the, what's the goal? Okay, I'll do my bit. Everybody else pay your bit and we'll get back to our shows. Yeah. Um, Georgia, roll of women. That's great. Well, ro- roll of woman is great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that is what it is, isn't it? Amy Adams in this is incredible. She's great. The Muppets as a whole role of women's not great because Piggy is Piggy and she's the only real established Muppet who is female, really. She's always so violent towards Kermit. Piggy is strong, Piggy is successful. Yes, there is those things, but she's also violent and... No, I'm trying to find the positives, but you're 100% right. She is a devil that wear Prada. If you, if you <laughs> want to hear my thoughts she, on yeah. Piggy, go listen to our review of the Muppet, uh, the Muppet movie, because I really have a hard time with Piggy. Yeah, same. I always have to, so... Yeah. Amy Adams is... Amy Adams is Mary great. Mary is an, an amazing character. She is, and I love her songs. And she's... You know what? She's... She's a character, and you think, usually for movies, you think big, big, big emotions, and we don't actually have big emotions from Mary. We have, no. she doesn't go from one to ten. She goes from about three and a half to six and a half. Mm. Yeah. It's real. It feels real in a movie that is mostly based around felt puppets. Yeah. Her story is in very In a different real. movie, she would have yelled, she would have made threats. Instead, she just goes, okay, I'm going to go for a bit. Yeah. And that's that. Mm. That's her big leaving scene. And it comes back to a letter that says, please make, 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 make your mind up. Which one of these two things are you? And then she, he comes and they have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's very real. It is really lovely. And I said what I said. I watched it at however old I was when this came out. And Maybe not real. It's very English. <laughs> yeah, it's very English. Very I, and when I want to be like Amy Adams when I grow up. There and I, I still do. So there you go. Like you mentioned earlier, I liked her outfits. I, like I love her up. I wish I could dress like that every day. That's so nice. Jim Halpert uh, has two ex-girlfriends in this movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rashida Jones, who plays Karen Fittipaldi. Yep. And then uh, Amy Adams, Adams who is. was his girlfriend for However long. the end of season one into the start of season two. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, booze cruise booze did not cruise. end well for them. Um, what do we got here? We've got best character. Ooh. Let's do best human and best Muppet. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's best human's difficult because both. I'll give you three. Ready for this? I want three. Let's start with best human. Best human. Okay, I'm going to go with Mary. All right. Because she's understated, but she's very the foundation of Gary being who he is and what he is. I'm talking about Gary. Jason Segel is the heart of this movie, he and he wears it on his face the whole movie. Yeah, he's brilliant. Without reservation. Oh, he's so good. But he is part of the reason why Walter is so selfish, though, is because he enables it the whole the whole movie. I guess I'm, I'm I'm doubling up and going character and performance, but I think... Mm-hmm. Like you can tell, this is his passion project. Oh, God, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like doing the flexing. It's just like everything's just laid out there. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not yeah, the world's yeah. greatest dancer. He's not the world's great, oh. but he plays with his skill set so well, and of he course. makes me feel everything I'm supposed to feel. He's the one who feels. Mary's actually quite three and a half, six and a half. We yeah, say. yeah. He's a bit more two to eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope that Jason Siegel is actually as nice as he looks. Like, like as nice of a person as he comes across you know yeah. sometimes celebrities like come across as the most genuine people yep. in things i hope he is because he seems like he is i just a bit more of a bro yeah like obviously this is sanitizer yeah yeah but like you know you gotta go i, I don't you're think, a nice person i don't i'm in a really hard time believing there's something because so the whole the whole gimmick about the muppets, muppets yeah is that it's okay to be a good a, a good, good a good being. person yeah yeah and that good people can find success and not finish last and it's okay to be good don't sell out that side of you yeah you'd have to think you'd think so yeah yeah so my best so we've got two best if you, if you made your mind up yet no because i can't choose between them <laughs> wow okay okay then best muppet best muppet in this is it's got to be kermit in this one i think he has the most to do which i know he does in lots of things but no one else really has much as much other than walter and i'm not a massive fan of walter i've always liked kermit too but i'm gonna go for muppet gary muppet gary I just think the likeness is so good. Oh, the fact that they so get to carry and they, and they get to and he gets to keep it. How cool! I'm going to go with uh, Waka Waka Waka. I, I am. Knew, I, knew I think he, he gets some of the best punchlines. Yeah, in, in a in a deadpan way, he gets. Them. You know what he is? He's the fa- he represents Kermit's Kermit. Fozzie represents the rest of the Muppets as a group, and he speaks for them a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? It's always Fozzie going. What are we going to do now, Kermit? Where do we go from here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What does it mean? He's always the guy you look to to see if Kermit's, you know, if it's exceeding or not. Mm-hmm. So I like two. that. He's number two. Yeah, but he's he is the barometer. He yeah, is the, yeah, he represents yeah, yeah. the Muppets as a whole. Ask Fozzie. And then when Fozzie and Kermit have a conversation, that's kind of it. Okay, job done. We, we, we've spoken to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best cameo. Ooh. Mm, probably. Um, Emily Blunt for me. Oh, yeah, Emily Blunt was very good. I was going to say Emily Blunt or what's-his-face from Little Miss Sunshine. Alan Arkin. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Alan Arkin. Honorable mention Jack Black, who's great throughout. Jack Black is great. I forgot that he was in it because he's like such a big cameo, isn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, honorable mention to Jack Black, yeah. but I'm going to go with... Uh, and I'm going mention to Donald Glover. <laughs> I mean, I could have a bunch of them, but yeah. yeah, yeah I still yeah. want to up a movie. Like, they're very Rashida talented Jones people. Is Rashida well, Jones yeah. is great in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't mention, like, at, when, about halfway through, you see her stopping being cynical, and she's, like, Joins getting caught up in it. Oh, she is, yeah. So she's a barometer of how well it's going, and if you're swaying people. Yep. Yeah, it's just good. Uh, best moment, best element? Oh, the fact that it's still all practical. I, I can't, you can't beat that. You, you just can't. It's so wonderful. I love it. Uh, for me, it's the nostalgia, emotional heart, everything that um, Jason Siegel brings to this production. Because there's so many callbacks to the old one. But, you know, like the new Top Gun movie, Maverick? Yep. It, it, it has that feel to it. It has that heart of the first. We make Top Gun with Muppets. It is. Let's see the Muppets do Top Gun. <laughs> that I want to see. Goose. Me, 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 me. <laughs> animal, animal is Maverick. <laughs> we, need, we need some line delivery at some point. It can't be Kermit, that's for sure. <laughs> Who would it be? It would be, it would be Gonzo, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be so great. It'd be Gonzo so, as it's, Maverick. It's got to be Camilla then, doesn't it? As Goose. As Goose? Yeah. yeah. Or, or Rizzo again. Oh. Like Camilla's really funny because he's not a goose, she's a chicken. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. He's just clocked. <laughs> Either way, that bird is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's killing me. Oh, I think I just laid an egg. Um, <laughs> um, my best. Oh, I, I think you were saying about. Did you finish what you thought about Top Gun was? I was just saying it was it, it had that heart and feel of nostalgia all wrapped up into one and that's what um Jason Siegel brings to this new Muppet movie newish Muppet movie is the fact that he's brought brought it up to yeah. date but he's brought it with the nostalgia of before yeah and the heart and emotion of before I can't really touch on best elements without sort of just recapturing what you guys have probably said so I'll go best moment, and I'll just say it's that whole finale sequence. It's just, you know what this is? This feels like musical theater. This feels like a yeah, show. It does, and that's why the and stage. And it ends like a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which how they is, used to open the, the Muppets, wasn't it, which is what, Which is why the, the, the second Muppet movie doesn't work, because it's not about a show anymore. It's them on an adventure. Yeah. They don't work with adventures. No. They work with a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grumble. Mm. Oh, yeah. For me, it's the voices. Okay. Yeah, because I I agree. I I just said the voices. (laughs) Your voice, Pip. (laughs) Yeah, you're the voice of reason, Pip. Um, No, it's um, Kermit's voice every now and again went slightly off for me, and that broke me out of it. Um, And there's something about Jim Henson's voice as Kermit, and there's something about Frank Oz's voice doing Piggy. Piggy's easier to do um and other voices uh it just felt i i don't focus on the muppets in this film i focus on jason on gary yeah um more than i do them (laughs) where in the previous muppet movies i focus on the muppets yeah not the main characters main live actions first time so that they have a human follow them all the way through as like a good guy rather than a bad guy isn't it though so I think you, it, he the Muppets share the screen more in this with humans than I think they have done in the past, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think it is. I'm just trying to think of the other movies. I can't. I, I don't remember Caper. I don't remember Manhattan. No, I remember I the first one. I remember Christmas Carol. But that Scrooge. It's yeah, a transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the only yeah. human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're probably right. 
It places the Muppets more in a human world. Well, maybe Manhattan. I don't remember Manhattan well enough. I don't, I don't remember him well enough. <laughs> and I've never seen Out of Space. Pip, you are the fifth member, okay? He's like, Ethan's not here. Someone's got to be annoying. <laughs> um, okay, you've gone too much down of a rabbit hole there. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, um, that was your grumble, George. Do you have one? I can't think of one. Uh, okay, I, I, I hate Walter. Yeah, and the green screen you're right, saying. Right from the, yeah, I mean, that as a single show. Oh, it was yeah. cr- it's cringy. Yeah. But, um, like, Walter's the character. Clearly, I'm supposed to be emotionally invested in his ascension. I think there's a reason why we haven't seen him in anything since. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, even in Muppets Most Wanted, he's like severely in the background. Yeah. So like, it didn't work. And you think about the closing at moment of this is before they go, ooh, a finale is them lifting him in the air. Like this is the great victory. Well, even the very closing thing is, is the two humans and then Piggy on one side, Kermit on the other. And what was in the middle of the two of them? And also who's the final act that's supposed to save the show? It's Walter saving the day. It was like, yeah. they, they were trying so, so hard. Yeah. Um, in wrestling, there's, there's a thing where they, 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 they try and they, it's called a push. And when they set someone else and they start jamming them down your throat, more often than not, audiences will go, I can see what you're trying to do here. Stop it. Yeah. Let me grow to light. Now, one movie's too soon. You can't really do it all in one movie. No. They try to, and it, it just doesn't. I just I, I, instantly I want to push back and go, no, stop doing this. Yeah. No, no. I've got my, my characters who I, who I care about. This isn't, this isn't the case here. Uh, maybe a quick question here. Something we don't do. Maybe we should do. How do we rate the villain in this film? Is he a good villain? He's, he's what he needed to be for this. Yeah. Yeah. He weren't that great villain, really. Oh, I really like him. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. He's I good don't... for what he needs to be. He's a good, he Muppet, would... he's a good Muppet movie villain. Uh, yeah, so is the question, is he a he good villain overall, or is he a good villain for the film? I, I, think, I think it's one of the same. Oh, yeah, but... Because it's, it's, it's to- all contextual. Like, if he grabbed a knife and held it to Kermit's throat <laughs> and went, I'm going to... S- boom, there you go, I killed I kill one Muppet every half. I, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to look at the context of the film, and for what this film is, it hits sort oh, of... It's, it's almost panto yeah. but again, yeah. this is like a show, isn't it? Yeah, but I felt he was wishy-washy as a villain. Oh, re- re- really? Yeah. He was singularly minded. He didn't do anything to stop the Muppets from winning. I didn't like the fact that he turned good in the end. He got hit in the he head. He gets hit in the head by yeah, a bowling ball. They say ball. it had nothing to do with brain. It's got everything to do with the fact he got hit in the head with a bowling ball. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like that. Uh... I love how that's just an afterthought. And they got the theater back. <laughs> but that is, that is... It's very Muppet, because yeah. what you think it's about is not what you think it's about. It's the journey they all take together. It wasn't about the end. It's the they're all together, and they're going to keep going on no matter what. Who's yeah. the dragon again? The, the um, Uncle English. Deadly. Deadly. I'd like to see it got to a million... Well, nine, <laughs> 900, 999,999, yeah. whatever. Um, and he just hands over... Hands over yeah. a dollar. Yeah. You that know? would be nice. And you can still have the... Oh, but then you have to have the big surprise, and then, okay, now we're still really short. Yeah, you still yeah. still have that. Oh, yeah. do you really want to give the audience that and then take it away? No, I, I wouldn't have had that. Ooh, I, would have just gave him, I would have just gave him the dollar. So they just win? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I would have done something like he had to pay a dollar to park. Or something. And so, in a sense, Tex Richmond ends up... Paying. Paying and they win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can still have him get hit in the head and be a good guy at the end. Or, fine with that. So or at the beginning. You do have, the bit where it goes, they give the dollar and then they're still short and then they still do the bowling ball bit so they still get it back in the end anyway. Okay. So it's, or, taken, it's given, taken away and then given again. I think that, that's fine. There's a, do you worry? Okay. So you're giving the audience their big final, yes, we got there and then you go, no, we don't. 
This is a wrestling sort of term that mm-hmm. happens, if I may. Uh, you have the good guy facing the bad guy. The bad guy be the champion. No one's beat Ric Flair. Woo! In Woo! forever and ever, right? Yeah. And then the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, or whoever it is, wrestles him. And they have this match, and it looks like the good guys won, but we see that, like, Ric Flair actually got hit in the head by a a championship belt shot from an outside interference. So they count the three and it goes, yeah, and the crowd cheers. You tune the television on Monday and you find out, oh, we've looked at the tape. Actually, he shouldn't have got it and you take that away. Now, there's a secret in good villainy where you can anticipate what the audience wants you take it away but that's not good villainy by a character now that's good that that's just frustrating by the writers to give you a moment take it away and then go please be emotionally involved when they win it again in five minutes I, you wouldn't it wouldn't have any stakes because it would the moment the dollars handed over would be the same moment it clicks back again so it wouldn't be you wouldn't actually get any chance to process that they'd done it it would be very very okay okay i could i see i could edit it in the way that you're talking i could i I could do it i wouldn't have had that i would have had um uh dr evil what's his name tex richmond tex richmond i'd have had him give (laughs) give a dollar one million dollars at the beginning like be so condescending I'm giving you I'll a start dollar. you off. Here's your first. And he opens the book up and there's the dollar still sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. That would have been cool. So I like the idea where the, vi- the villain, through his own pride and arrogance and hubris, ends up giving the win. Yeah. That's that's quite muppety. That would have been nice. Um, let's take a look here. Anybody's best role ever? I don't know. Uh, Jason Siegel's very good in this. Is, yeah. he even, is he even better on film than this? I don't think so. Oh, I really like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. See, I really yeah, but I don't know I've if that's a better once, performance necessarily. I've seen it, but not seen it. I've seen it once, but I can't remember it. It's got more range. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's hard because it's hard for me to take away the overall... It's hard for me to take... The he's overall so, feeling of He's this. so important to this film. Yeah. He's, he's far more important in this film. Yeah. Even behind the scenes. That, that's what... I mean, he, yeah. he is the spirit yeah. of the Muppet movie. Yeah. Of the Muppets, sorry. Uh, it's so hard to call this incorrectly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Um... It's time for this button here. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Very truncated version of the age game because we're not doing any Muppets. Uh, Georgia, <laughs> I think it's just two main vi- names, isn't it? Oh, I've got four. Okay, I'm actually, it's four. Have- yeah, so we've got Jason Segel. Uh, I'm going to go. He's. When was the 40 year old version? <sighs> Good number of years before this. Okay. 40-year-old virgin, I want to say 2007. Okay. 43. <laughs> Maybe 2005. It's the same year as Wedding Crashers, anyway. Oh, I love that film. I saw those two films two weeks apart. What a great time for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 43. Oh, you're way high. Uh, I'm going to go 33. 31. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Amy Adams. To have achieved all this by 31. That's incredible. Yep. Oh, my word. Amy Adams. Yeah. Mm, 29. 31. 36. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Chris Cooper, Tex Mex man, Tex Richmond. Tex Mex. <laughs> Tex Richmond. He's a salsa mix. 53. A, a cheese blend. <laughs> 53, you said? Uh, I'm going to go 55. 60. Ooh. Yeah. And then finally, we have got uh, the last remaining original Muppeteer, Dave Goals, who Muppets, uh, let me see, Gonzo, Honeydew, Zoot, Beauregard, Waldorf, Kermit, <sighs> and the Moopit Kermit. I have no idea. It's, I never see him. 67. 70. 65 during this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got took three of them. Oh, Rick Flair did it. 
Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the last moment. All right. Thank you for that, Georgia. Uh, time for the critics. The critics. While Georgia's looking up the critics, I want to say 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So you asked me, you went, because you went, did this qualify? Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, the, it's the last Muppet movie of any sort that qualifies for the pod. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I looked through all the others. It would have to be anniversaries of things of that ilk. Not that there's one left out there I'm dying to do. No. But uh, I didn't think I was dying to do this. <laughs> if someone chose to, well, yeah. But I mean, I'm a, I'm 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 a, big, I'm a pretty big Muppet fan myself. I don't yeah. know if I'm George's. You two, you two are connoisseurs. Where I'm just, a, I'm a big fan of a cinema product. Product of it. I'm not so much into the backstory. George is more of a historian yeah. of the Muppets than I am. I'll give her that 100. percent Yeah. But yeah, I definitely have an appreciation for the films, and it, it seems that whatever part of your soul it's supposed to hit, it hits mine. It does. Yeah. Um, so what do you have for the good, the bad, and the, I hope the Ebs. I think he's still... Yeah, we okay, got Ebs. Good. It's all good. So we've got Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. Oh, good choice. Yeah, who says, The challenge Disney has with the Muppets is to show a new generation what the fuss was all about. Slam dunk. This movie slaps a, mile, a smile on your face you don't want to wipe off. I ah, see what he did there with the lyrics of the song. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, Brian Tellerico from the Hollywood Chicago, um, who says... Uh, Siegel not only does the legacy of Henson's creation proud with the Muppets, he's delivered one of the best family films and of the last decade and arguably the funniest film of 2011. And then finally, we have got Roger Ebert. Eeps. Who says, The Muppet franchise is revitalised with the Muppets, a funny, wickedly self-aware musical that opens by acknowledging they've outlived their shelf life. So like the good, the good. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. 95%, right? Like you can't, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, not as high on IMDb. I think it's only like 7.5. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but that's because a lot of people are going to see Muppets and go kids film. Yeah, yeah. So, um, our critics, our critics, I put out a fleece as I'm known to do from time to time. And I asked, is this a great film, a good film, an okay film, or a poor film? Lower vote turnout than usual. I'm not surprised with uh, The Muppets, but it was uh, 40% called this a great film, followed by 35% calling it, 33% calling it good, 13 okay, and 14% calling it poor. So, uh, yeah, uh, the overwhelming majority, 70-something percent, 73% call it good or better, with 40% saying great. So there is is that george do our patreon feedback oh yeah so a bit of a lower turnout as usual on this one this front as well but we've got cheesy who says with a fish on a bike that's the most muppet thing i could have said i I remember being skeptical when this first came out as i grew up watching the original movie muppets take manhattan and muppets christmas carol on vhs it made me smile from the beginning as me and julio and me and julio is one of my favorite songs um the great thing about this film is that it doesn't take itself too seriously from the fourth wall breaking to the look of confusion at some of the songs. Seagull is always brilliant and you can tell that he helped write it. The songs are amazing and have the clever lyrics you'd expect from Brett McKenzie. I love how Man or Muppet is sung seriously over the top and Life's a Happy Song is such an incredible earworm. I've been singing it all week. I defy anyone to listen to that and not smile. I thought a lot of it would be aimed at children, and it probably is, but I can't deny that I was laughing out loud at the barbershop sketch, especially Beaker, my favourite Muppet. Overall, it was always going to be hard to resurrect a much-loved franchise, but I think this is a great modernisation that I really enjoyed. Well, he always does such a good job, Cheesy. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, how Roy reviews. I've, I've picked that up. He cheesy's, cheesy's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy being cheesy. No. <laughs> 
And then we've got Andy Dixon, who says, not being a fan of the Muppets when I was younger and had seen this not long after it came out. I was a bit meh, but sat down with my daughter to watch it, surprised how much I enjoyed it. She was glued to it the whole time. It was cheesy and enjoyed the musical numbers. The fourth wall breaks were well, were well done. Really enjoyed guest cameos, which left me going, is that Dave Grohl? <laughs> One of the things from my original watch is I had mixed up Jason Segel and Jim Parsons' roles on the film. Oops. But I say that Segel and Adams were enjoyable in this and Chris Cooper played the typical baddie well. All in all, a better film than I remember. And then finally, we. I, got- I just really like the idea that he watched it with his uh, with his daughter, yeah. with, with, with his daughter, and was sort of watching her watch it for the first yeah. time as well and as watching as well as seeing his perspective as well. I really that was, that was an interesting thing to take. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then we have got Ensign Ian Davies, who says very succinctly, "Love this film so much better than the older one. Life's a happy song is so good, and I'm definitely a muppet of a man." <laughs> good lad. I don't think I'm a very manly muppet myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that ever? Oh, okay. Um, I was getting ready to hit Reverend Bruce's intro there. Um, So, a couple questions I want to ask. I was trying to figure out the best time to do it. Maybe it's uh, right now. Actually, I'll do it in a second. Uh, Let's talk about. We got some feedback, I'm sure, with the fledgling fandom here on the Twitter. Let's take a look here. Danny from some musical podcast says, I absolutely adore this film. I didn't go into it as a huge Muppet fan, but this made me one. The soundtrack is great, though I wish the full-text Richmond rap made it into the film. I love the humor. I also think it has some great cameos. Next up. Hey, it's your sister. <laughs> I haven't seen this one in a long time, but I recall thoroughly enjoying it. I went to the cinema alone to watch. and got a lot of side-eye for being there without kids. What? Uh, speaking of kids, Oliver wants to ask Liam, where are my stickers? <laughs> I promise you, I had not read that yeah, yeah, before yeah, it yeah. came on there. Hashtag kids don't forget anything. They're on the way. <laughs> Liam does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're on the way. Friend of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I didn't get around to seeing this, so I'm not submitting the Patreon score this week. I will say, very fond memories of watching the Muppets with my dad as a kid. My dad does an amazing Swedish chef impression. For the record, as you can tell, Georgia does not. I, of course, love Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol and love all the references Georgia makes to it. The look I'm getting from Georgia right now, Dwayne, is like I just criticized Alice in Wonderland. My Swedish <laughs> chef impression is very good. I am not sure that I have seen any other Muppet films, but I do have a soft spot for them. Look at him trying to make sure he stays on your good yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Josh, your next favorite movie, says, I watched it and enjoyed it, but don't remember much now. Muppet movies aren't really my thing, but I do love Muppet Christmas Carol. Need to revisit that this one with the kids. I'm, I don't know if he means this one, he means Muppet Christmas Carol or mm. this version. Watch them both, buddy, and then watch yes. your kids watch them and get back yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah, I'm still getting side-eye from Georgia. Carlo from the Movie <laughs> Loot says, my experience with Muppet films is very limited. My response was, you need to correct that. <laughs> he's come back which is your favorite i think most of you agree on christmas carol right well if you've gone this far you've heard us all say which one is yeah it's really hard to separate those three i'll say that yeah. like they're all different portions of they are. They're, yeah they're, they're different different <laughs> there's three excellent muppet films out there do we have to choose a favorite with with you know in three different generations aren't they? hilarious yeah. is that there's three excellent films that all star the same characters and they're Muppets. Yeah. Like, how brilliant is that? And we, we mentioned that. this a lot more when we did the Muppet movie. And maybe somewhat when we did Muppet Christmas Carol. But, how, like, so quick in, you forget for a moment you're watching this feat of puppetry taking place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, you just completely buy into these are, that, that's Kermit the Frog. 
Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. I really want to meet a Muppet. <laughs> um, I want to meet Michael Caine as Scrooge talking to a Muppet. <laughs> uh, one more critic. Prior to the film's release, some past Muppet performers were reportedly critical about the film's portrayal of the characters. Retired Muppet performer Frank Oz initially disapproved of the script and thought the early release was disrespectful towards the characters. After the release, he modified his earlier statements. Direct quote. I thought the film was really sweet and fun. A little too safe. A little retro. I prefer more cutting edge in the Muppets. Maybe he wanted dubstep Muppets. <laughs> but the main thing is everybody got back to appreciating the Muppets. It brought people back to the Muppets. Although I never really left, it's always been kind of a subculture. It's always been there in our popular culture a little bit. So I'm happy that people are happy. Hey, Frank, life's a happy song. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what we were talking about, was the subculture versus the mainstream culture. Yeah. So this is a great place for me to pivot back around, because actually I hadn't really, when I said, oh, just a bit, I hadn't realized how well that links into it. So what to do with the Muppets? Because Disney has been, Disney clearly has a problem with them. Yeah. Because they've tried. They did a TV series that was in prime time on ABC. Muppets where, Now. Nope. Nope. They did a show, and it was very in the scheme of The Office, where people would have, um, or Modern Family, people would have um, confessionals to the camera, and then you would see what they were doing. So it was based around a talk show that Piggy hosts. And that sort of would give you sort of your modern sort of play on The Muppet Show. Right. But Piggy hosts a show, and this show is about them getting ready for her show. So they're all staff writers and all these things. And she'd have a different celebrity every week, and that would give you your sort of old school, here's our guest of the week kind of concept. It was all right, but I think it's just a little too, by making Piggy the only one performing, quote unquote, I think you lose some of that magic of, because the Muppets are a a variety act, aren't they? Yeah, they're an ensemble. And so what happens is everybody almost sacrificed themselves at the altar of Piggy. And so that was a bit, plus I'm not sure it works as like, here's your, you know, coming up next after um married in new york whatever the sitcom is of, of, of the hour you know we've got the muppets i'm not sure it works on that level i mm. think the muppets work it can be something but it needs to be like saturday night at seven o'clock it yeah. needs to be that kind of variety sort of everybody's watching that that's yeah, the one yeah, thing yeah. it's not part of a comedy block where between eight and ten you get four different sitcoms yeah that's not that because then it just blends. It's just. It's just. It feels aberrant. It yeah, feels yeah, yeah. out of the mix. It feels different. Uh, my next question. Oh, sorry. Then they do Muppets Now. Yeah. Which is their attempt to do. It was like it was almost like a web show. Yeah, it was like a talk showy type thing. Yeah. But it was like everybody. They were all communicating via like Zoom and stuff with each other. Yeah, it came out during lockdown. Lockdown. And stuff. Yeah. We reviewed one episode of it on talking the Mickey. I didn't, but... Oh, it was atrocious. <laughs> it was... Were you not there for that? No. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> so I didn't make it to episode... Maybe I made it to episode two, but I stopped there. Two was better than one, but it still didn't make... It was, it was bad. So I think they're trying to figure out, we've got the Muppets, what do we do with them? And I think your point from earlier of, take the Muppets to to almost act as a riff on content we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are those... Muppets should be redoing things What are those know? stories that we know? And it can be... I mean. The easiest thing to do is copyright free stuff. Snow White. <laughs> so stuff that's out there in the public domain, you don't have to pay to use it, right? Yeah. Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can do like tell, no, you could do Twelfth Night. Muppets Twelfth Night. The problem is no one knows Twelfth Night. That's the only problem no, with but that. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Twelve Nights of Muppets. Call it that and just see if people go see it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, those can be really, really funny. The other option is, and I've heard this, you should get the Muppets to retell classic Disney animation. 
Yeah, uh, so like because the they Muppets, own all the stuff anyway. The Muppets do yeah, Snow White, yeah. and the Muppets do Cinderella, right. and the Muppets do Pinocchio. The Muppets like, do Moana. I mean, yeah, you can do whatever yeah. you want yeah. to, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Muppets do Robin Hood. I'd there's love a, that. There's a whole catalog they can do. Yeah, so like yeah. that. I think that's where the Muppets seem. If you're not going to do Muppets variety show, mm. no. I think Muppets retell stuff, and you have a, and you either have the, uh, you know, Gonzo is William Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. That could be really, really funny. The problem is all his best stuff, people die. Yeah. But there's got to be stories out there that you can tell. Mm-hmm. The Muppets do the Secret Garden. The Muppet, the Muppet Secret Garden is really sickly sweet. The but, Muppets do Railway Children's Dream. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Kermit comes up. Kermit can't be Puck. I guess Gonzo would have to be Puck. Gonzo would be Puck. <laughs> or Beaker would be Puck, and it would be, be absolute chaos. Yeah, especially because he has the last 14 lines of the, of the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Beaker needs to be the father of the girl who won't marry the right person. Yeah. Because you go, me, 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 me. Well, I get that she won't marry, but you, oh, you think she should marry Demetrius? Her, yeah, her father's right. You can do all that stuff. And it's just about going who's the right person for this fit. And sometimes you create an original Muppet, like you did with the Ghost of Christmas Present, the Ghost of Christmas Past, all that stuff. And then sometimes you just borrow and see. Does the universe give you a freebie like Fozzie wig? Yeah. And you're like, you couldn't make that no, up. That like it just works. So uh, there we go. Uh, if you like this film episode, you'll, you'll definitely like our previous two Muppet reviews. Absolutely. Yep. Go check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, check out Little Miss Sunshine. It's got lots of heart and lots of warmth. Mm-hmm. Trying to get anything else that's got lots of heart and lots of warmth. Mm, maybe not in that level. So yeah. those are our big ones there. Die hard. Yeah, Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on Die Hard, I came across one rumor. I didn't put it in the proper notes, but I may talk about it. That there's some things that suggest the part of Tex Richmond was written with Alan Rickman in mind. That wouldn't surprise oh, really? me. Yeah. Wow. That'd have been cool. Ted Richmond, Rickman. It kind of <laughs> plays it, it along makes, that a little bit, too. It makes sense, yeah. Now, he'd have to play an American, but I got no I got no reason to believe that he couldn't play an American. Oh, because he, he puts on the American accent in Die Hard, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's... um. Yes. Because he convinces yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah, yeah, that he's yeah. just another one of the That's hostages. Right. Yeah, he does. Yeah yeah, 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 he does, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if not, you could get Jeremy Irons. Was, Holy Toledo. <laughs> Somebody had fun. <laughs> um, Simon Says. Yeah, you are. <laughs> go check that out, too. It's nothing to do with the Muppets, but go check that out. <laughs> Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance, both, yeah, on, the, both on the back absolutely. catalog. Absolutely. Um, uh, so it's time for our ratings, our ratings. Liam, give me a pen while you think about, um, okay. Georgia, what's your rating? I mean, I love Muppets. I think that's made abundantly clear. I like the history of the Muppets. I like the Muppets before they were Disney. I like them now that they're Disney, even though they do still need other stuff doing with them. I love this film. I think it's brilliant. It's not perfect because it's not perfect because it's, not a perfectly made film there are elements of it in the filmmaking kind of standpoint where you kind of go they spent too much time on the practicals of the muppets and then kind of left behind a couple of the like green screeny bits there's a couple of bits in the montage as well when they're collecting muppets where you go oh that's painful that looks bad but it is it's just beautiful i love it so much and i couldn't really find a grumble with it and i think that says something about how much i rate this film and it, i've cried three times i laughed i did all these things i would happily watch it again and but also i'd happily leave it for three four five years and then watch it again and be surprised all over again um so yeah i am going to give this film oh i'm stuck between two 
Ooh, two out of ten. Nine <laughs> flamethrowered vegetables out of ten. Okay. You can always change it if you get to the point until we go off the air. It's all up for grabs. Liam. Okay. Uh, I have never been a Muppets mega fan. They're either very hit or very miss for me. Yeah. Um, even the TV stuff as a kid, I either liked it at some point and then didn't. But Muppets Christmas Carol has always been a favourite of mine. But I think that's because that's a different telling and seeing the characters in different guises. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gonzo being one. Um, Gonzo plays Charles Dickens as opposed to this is Gonzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Saying that, I do like this movie. Um, I do like the heart and soul of it. I do like the throwbacks to the uh, old one. Uh, there are a few grumbles, which I've mentioned. So I'm going to give this uh, seven and a half uh, nostalgic moments out of ten. That's exactly where I had you. Did you? Yeah. yeah it's not because it's a bad movie. It's just because uh, in the grand scheme of things, would I watch this or would I watch Back to the Future again? I'd rather watch Back to the Future. So, yeah. Um, careful because again, that's a slippery slope. Only in the sense of, like when we, whenever I watch Schindler's List, I doubt I'll ever want to watch it again. <laughs> but it might be, you know what I mean? Like things can be great movies without being rewatchable movies. Yeah, but there's things about like I, I use that. I use Back to the Future as a gauge only because no, no, because I do too. It's a, it's just a better film. I just don't go. Would I watch this again versus no, no, what no, I no, want? No, no, okay. but there's a lot more about that that is technically like I like and stuff. So. I was, I was dilly-dallying from seven and a half to an eight. So. This is a throwback to the way films, I think, used to get made. I mean, we had hundreds of extras in wildly choreographed sort of sequences to give it a sense of a classic. You can go all the way back to things like Singing in the Rain and things like mm-hmm. this, these, these, this, this wonderful sense. It's like a stage show. Yeah. I think it's why, but the cinematography is still excellent. I think back to some of the stuff we talked about in Man versus Muppet. I think about Walter's reaction shot as he runs through. Mm. I mean, it's the same guy who did the cinematography on Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, this was yeah. not just some hack behind the camera. Nope. The humor is on point. Um, I remember walking out going, that was everything I needed that film to be. Now, still, is it possible? It's not going to sit with me. I'm not going to be chewing over the themes in the same way that other films have left me walking away chewing on themes. But I go there and my spirit and my soul is full. So we have just a hint of irony. I'm going to give it nine maniacal laughs out of ten. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, do you have a thing from Ethan? Oh, do you? Yeah, he sent me a thing. How much does he written? Uh, not, not too much. Oh, really? Because he usually sends me a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's volume he, one, he two, and three. He starts this with "gonna keep it short and sweet." Because <laughs> I've told him I have to cut this. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, Go he's put, gonna keep it short and sweet this time because it's the Muppets, and Lord knows, Ian and Georgia have said every positive thing that I could imagine already. So here goes: favorite moment or element? It's so screwball, absurdist in its script, and has quality joke and gag after another. Uh, his little grumble is the Mary feeling abandoned some plot lingered, but it did mean that they got me party so it's not all bad at all um favorite character is it's hard not to love walter isn't it just want to squish his little head well, yeah, <laughs> wow. that's that funny because i wanted to squish his head too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he says, also New Zealand's own Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concords is writing banger after banger. It's a shame he didn't write for the sequel or Seagull for that matter. He did write for the sequel, according to my notes. Oh, okay. Ooh, controversial. Uh, say or just inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> His last little bit says, I'm giving this eight and a half travel by map montages out of ten. All right. Uh, so uh, the Patreon, I'm curious because I think the people who saw it are really going to like it. So I think they're going to be above, I think Ethan's going to be closer to the voice of the people this week. I think it'll be above eight, but not quite eight and a half. What's the Patreon vote? Eight, exactly. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. There we go. <laughs> so I pretty much nailed it. Above eight, but not eight okay. and a half. So eight. It got to eight. <laughs> yeah. I was right. It got to eight. I was in my ballpark. If it, if it were 8.1, I'd be like, yeah, I feel really good about that. So I'll take an eight. Well, like I said, I was between seven and a half and eight. They were just as close to you as they were to Ethan, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's going to come across really, really strong in the grand scheme of things. It's going to be one of our mm-hmm. better ones of the year. Um, not where it knocks. I mean, this isn't like, what well, film went ridiculously high? And I, I mean, probably Paddington. Paddington. And I was like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm just asking this or Paddington. What was the better movie? This. Okay. Thank you. Because it's, again, it was, I think it was a back on stage where we thought, oh, it's 97% means it's 9.7 out of 10. Nope. <laughs> it means 97% of the thing people liked it. I mean, they could give it a 6, they could give it a, a, a 10, but it's somewhere in that range. And, um, yeah, this, that's where the voice of reason thing got started. Because I was like, <laughs> it's not. Because you know what that was? That, you know what that was? That was CGI. And people yeah. reacting to CG. Look at that ping pong ball yeah. and pretend, as opposed to look at two halves of a ping pong ball and act like it's a per- But it's there. But it's really there. I think that's yeah, why you get yeah, the yeah. gag with Jack Black in the motion capture suit, because it's the opposite of what Oh, the that's are. clever. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Ooh. Well done. Well done, you. Well done, you. Uh, now, I have a thing from Ethan, because <laughs> uh, it's yes. Ethan's choice next week. While we queue that up, I want to thank our Patreon backers. That is Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Dwayne Smith, Katie McRae, Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, The Yeatmeister, Nate the Great, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Andy Dixon, and... Oh, I forgot her name. Oh, no. Holly. Holly, thank you, Holly. (laughs) Oh, Deck the... Deck the halls of Bowser yeah, of Holly. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, I need to find what See, he Holly, sent me and how he <laughs> sent it to me. Uh, okay, it wasn't via text message. We've had a lot of different things. Would you be free to record on Doctor Who? It's not. That- how have you sent this to me, Ethan? He'll send it on every single platform. Pretend this is an Ethan's voice, okay? Okay. So, After my last pick of the prestige, I thought, can I do even better? Of course not. So instead, I thought it would give us a fun look into the music world. Rob Reiner, the Princess Bride, directs this, quote, documentary, as we might change the maximum rating up to 11. This week, we're covering This is Spinal Tap. Oh, cool. So, there we go. George's face says it all. Uh, This is Spinal Tap. I've never seen it. But I've wanted to see it. It's a mockumentary. Mockumentary. Following a fictional band. Yeah. Now, Rob Reiner, who directed The Princess Bride, yeah. also directs this. Okay. And it's considered a comedy cult classic. Yeah. See, I I've think, heard the name, but I had no idea what I think it was. he's one of the first people to really do, like, mockumentary, which basically, if you look at The Office, yeah, and you look at Parks yeah. and Rack, like, I don't think we get there without this is Spinal Tap. So, this going to okay. be really, really... In- so, they're going to play a lot of rock cliches, I think. And yeah. the famous one is the amplifier goes all the way to 11 rather yeah, than to yeah, 10. yeah, yeah. To show they're just that much louder, like somehow an extra number means any more volume in it. Yeah. So things like that. So cool, that's what okay. we have going on. They're like caricatures of band. Yeah. Members. They're playing off yeah, sort of yeah. probably what you might know of in other things. But yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's next week. Cool. <laughs> it's not okay. a bad movie actually. 
Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah I yeah, never yeah. have, but I said to him, I went, yes. I was like, I'm really, I've bought it. I have it on DVD. Yeah, yeah, I bought it during lockdown and thought I might get around to watching it. And then like everything else, it became, well, I just want my first watch and that'd be before we record on it. Some are really strong, really good. So I'm not going to leave much context next week because I want to watch it afresh. I want to watch it fresh. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. know much. So I'm so, going to watch so it clean. So will take control of that sort of stuff. I don't think you've seen it. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll see. Very pretentious. You may have to, uh, you may have to do some research. <laughs> if you Google 10 things you didn't know about... Uh, about 10 things you didn't know about Spinal Tap. Yeah, it, it, it might come up with some stuff. All right, all right. That would be what would blow my mind. You might be, well, actually, what you need to know is... <laughs> you're like, whoa. Okay. That's amazing. All right. You we, give me some responsibility. I know. <laughs> Stickers and this. Woo. What a crazy world. All right. So please check out the other things we have coming up on the pod on Friday. We've got our BFE off script. Yeah, which we're about to record. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, we've got Cedar Skippets recently on both The Gray Man, that was me in Georgia, or Elvis, that was me and Liam. Yeah. Uh, check out Air Force One. Check out, what did we do last week? Um, thing with uh, oh the town with Reverend Bruce, yeah, excellent Reverend episode. Bruce. Yeah. Don't don't believe us. Ask Reverend Bruce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and outside of that, we got some good stuff coming up. We got Julene coming up in a couple of weeks, and we got a film coming up very shortly that someone's going to be thrilled about. So, um, a few films coming up, people are going to be thrilled about. I did the scheduling for twenty twenty three yesterday. Um, did you? I did. I like wow. to wait till about this time of the year, and then yeah, I start yeah. looking at it. I haven't finished it fully, but it's 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 looking good. <laughs> wow! Yeah, so I, I always I always enjoy having a moment there. You know the one I was going to pick, or uh, going to pick eventually the one the one in the chamber, the one in the chamber. Yep, that's coming next year. Is it next year? There we go. Twenty twenty three. Liam, Liam lets one out of the chamber. Yeah, in a different way than when he lifts a leg and he lets something out of the chamber most days. <laughs> 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 so um so please join us next week as we tackle the rob reiner mockumentary this is spinal tap for best film ever i've been, I've been liam and i've been georgia and next week with this is spinal tap we will aim to bring you analysis but more importantly we're going to keep bringing you the world's third greatest gift <laughs> laughter <laughs> laughter <laughs> We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. I want some ice cream. <laughs> Menomina. 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 Don't get fresh with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs>